This podcast replay is brought to you by HialeahParkCasino.com. From the loosest slots in the state to one of the most comfortable poker rooms in South Florida. Enjoy their smoke-free casino at HialeahParkCasino.com. I'm ready! Ready to rock and roll, yes sir, and ready to shock everybody here. In the poker room at Hialeah Park. Yes, sir. Alarmo's ready. Everybody's ready. Sean Stanley's ready. Are you ready? Bitcoin's ready. It's making a move right now, actually. It's been bouncing back, which is a beautiful thing. I love when I see it bounce back like that, like so strong. What's it, what's it at right now? It's moving to uh, 62,000. I love it. There we go. There we go. It was at... Uh, 60,791 at 1 p.m. And now it's moved up to 62,000. So there you go. Bitcoin making a move. We love that. We love that. The uh, market is green. Lots of your altcoins are doing well. There you go. There you go. There you go. Anyway, so life is good. Lots of things to talk about today. A couple people to talk to. Matt Verderan, by the way, is going to join us at 430 so we'll, uh, we'll be joined by Matt, and uh, he's at the Combine. We'll have David Ferronis tomorrow. He'll join us, and so will uh, Manny Navarro and some other stuff I think we may be uh, setting up. So working on all kinds of stuff. How are you doing, Mr. Sean Stanley? You hanging in there or what? How's, uh, how's it going? You, you, you doing right? You doing good? Okay. All right. I like to see that. Uh, let's see. Let's check out the chat crew. Remember to smash the hell out of the like button. Uh, don't forget to watch time is what really matters. Thank you. Remember, you can always make a donation through Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show. You can always make a Bitcoin donation. Uh, by the way, Rob Abner made a donation yesterday on Venmo post show. And, uh, and I want to thank, I thanked him personally, you know, sending him a note. But he sent me a really nice note. Check this out. Thanks for all the crypto info, Big O. I got in on Crypto Train mid-October. Imagine how he's doing mid-October. Okay, we're, in, we're, we're at the end of February. I'm up crazy amounts from Rob, your FedEx Express driver who delivers your FedEx documents every week. God bless you and your family. There you go. And then uh, he made a donation so thank you, Rob. I appreciate you because pretty much if you're if you're riding uh, our portfolio, we're we're super green. So you've got to be green too. It all depends too. If you're FOMOing in and you get in later on after profits have already you know gone up quite a bit, it's going to be a slower run for you. Right? You know what I'm saying? So it's uh, it's kind of like that. You know, if you got in a Bitcoin at 16 and at 25 and 30. Well, it's a little different when you got in at 52. You know what I'm saying? It's just a little different there. You know, you're still making money. If you got in at 60, you're going to make money. You know what I'm saying? But you're not going to make the kind of money that somebody that stayed strong and got in at 20. You know, that's why we kind of tell you about some of these things. You know, I see Brooklyn Rob there. Brooklyn Rob, when, when Avalanche was at his low, I was telling people, man, you got to go Avalanche, Avalanche, Avalanche. And Avalanche is, you know, it's just going to continue to fire off. But... It was in a range that was, what was it, like $10, $12, $13, $14, bucks, something like that. And I know Brooklyn Rob has told me about, you know, he's, he's on the avalanche train. 
And so now Avalanche is at $43, I think, today, if I'm correct. So if you got in at 40, okay, you're making money, but and you're gonna keep making some money, but you're not gonna make nearly as much as Brooklyn Rob. It's at 42.14 right now. Okay, and it was uh, in October when when the other gentleman was talking about it was at 10.56, 11, 9.62, eight dollars, 8.64, 8.91. So you could have gotten Avalanche, like I did, really, really cheap. And you're now more than 4Xing right now. So, you know, it's kind of like that, you know. And I still think Avalanche is going to grow past $100, and it's at 44 Not a financial advisor, of course. But anyway, good day again in crypto. All kinds of stuff. Uh, by the way, okay, so for anybody that doubts Bitcoin, right, BlackRock will launch a Bitcoin ETF in Brazil tomorrow. You know, you know, there's like millions of people that live there. So now, what do you think's gonna happen with that ETF in Brazil? Remember I told you, the other country ETFs have not kicked in yet. Wells Fargo, Sean, remember we said on this program three years ago, banks will be closing, you'll see Bitcoin is the future and that's the way most people will be doing banking is on crypto, on the blockchain, all that. And I predicted that banks would be closing. And for the last year and a half, you've seen banks shutting down left and right. Wells Fargo and Merrill Lynch, Bank of America, they are now offering, okay, their, their elite clients, their wealthy clients, Bitcoin ETFs. They don't have, not to the average person. So if you have Bank of America or Wells Fargo, hey, I'd like to, nah, sorry. The blue collar person can't do it, but you can go buy it. That's why that's the difference. Okay. Bitcoin passed Metaverse, uh, uh, Meta, Facebook, as the ninth largest um, asset in the world. Bitcoin is now the ninth largest asset in the world, passing Facebook. Okay. It's just going to keep climbing. Uh, Bitcoin, with its last pump now, it just passed the Russian ruble. It is now the 14th largest currency in the world. I mean, you know, I, I, I could just keep giving you facts if you want. That's all. I can just keep giving you facts if you want. All right? You do what you want. There's only a finite amount, and there's only one direction it's going. And... Everybody else is real. You know, the worst part about it is all this pump is coming from institutional money, not from the working, not, not from the working class, which they're the ones that should be taking advantage of this. You, me, should be taking advantage of this. Now the rich people and the powerful people and the smart people are on board. Dangerous. It's going to get crazy. Crazy, crazy. So there you go. That's a, a little crypto corner for you and give you a, a nice little, little bunch in a box and you got a lot of info there. Enjoy. Uh, let's do a little uh, roll call. Jay Gelfin is in the house. Can't wait to, uh, to go see Black Country Communion, man. That's going to be a jam, Jay. Uh, Randy Gonzalez is in the house. Crypto Fins is in the house. Yes, Crypto Fins, the foot is getting better. 
is my uh, I'm get, I'm starting my fourth week now, right? We're the second day into the fourth week, well, third day actually, third day into the fourth week. So uh, I've got another ten days. I'll have a MRI X-ray, and if everything is healing, I get to drive. You know, so it uh, it starts to it's you know you got to fight through adversity, baby. That's all it is. You know, it's really slowed me down. There's a lot of things falling behind, and I can't do anything right now because I can't really move. I can't go see people. I can't go. It's, it's just a pain in the ass to tell my wife to drive me around everywhere. It's brutal. Crypto Fins is in. Hope your foot there. Yes, thank you. And it looks like Bitcoin going to surpass its all-time high soon. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we're at 70000 by next week. By next Tuesday or Wednesday, we're at 70000 uh brooklyn rob all is right in the crypto world everybody jumping on the wagon yeah they are brother it's just more jasmine videos that i've ever seen in my life gus gus 1388 what's up peeps robert t stetson o captain saki he's checking in from sponge city usa tarpon springs florida home of the epiphany great work per usual thank you captain appreciate you sir we salute you. Ray Sosa, Angelo de Jesus is in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Thank you. Steven Gonzalez, One-Eyed Jack, Lisa Rose, Chad, Alexis, Cosa Nostra. Ray says he'd have a chance to leap the Knicks in the standings if they win tonight. Nothing will bring me more joy than the Heat passing the Knicks, the same Knicks whose fans say they were winning. Well, they're all injured, too. Let's be fair, too. The injuries have set the Knicks back big time. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, you're right. Um, Listen, it's just a regular season game. It's fun. You know, tonight is the the, the matchup of the NBA Finals and all that. In the big picture, does it mean anything? Zero. Zero. Okay? This game means nothing in the big picture of the NBA. Now... I'll tell you where there is meaning from within. You know, tonight you have no hero, no love, no Jay Rich. Then, you know, the other guys, Brian, uh, Swider, Kane, Drew Smith, you know, those they're all out, okay. But really, it's really about hero, love, and Jay Rich, okay? Those are three rotational players that you use and all that. So you're going to be missing a couple pieces. Not that you can't beat people without hero. Love actually has been pretty good, man. He has really helped out, I got to tell you. But okay, so you've got some injuries. And you've overcome injuries before. And this is a team, obviously, it gives you, you know, uh, some uh, inspiration because of the way they spanked you last year in the finals, right? Now, you beat them. It really means jack shit. It's great for the win column. It's great for the, the talk. And if people want to sensationalize it, that's fantastic. Have fun, knock yourselves out. Here's where a win means way more to me as a Heat fan. I like how they're playing. I want you to keep playing like this. So even if you lose tonight, or if you win tonight, I need it to be a terrific performance. Because it's really about how you have turned around and now you're playing with passion all the way through. Everybody on the roster. Jimmy Butler's on board now, okay? So if we're getting Hemi, right, 
and everybody else has got an opportunity to have a good game tonight. It's not about sending a message because the message is sent by beating them in a seven-game series. Anybody can win one game. Remember, the year you went 31-10 and 10 with Scrubs, you beat Golden State, who was the hottest team in the NBA at that time. It means nothing for the NBA picture. It doesn't mean that you can beat them in the NBA Finals or nothing like that. But what you don't want is after you've played so well the last, you know, few games here, ending the, the break and now starting it because there's a different emotion behind this game now with the Heat because your best player woke up and wants to play. So when, when, when Himmy comes to play, there's a domino effect Right, Because when the best player on any team is busting their asses, it sends a message to everybody else on the team, I, I got to play as hard as that guy or even harder than him because I'm less important than him. And if I'm less important than him, I need to do more to help him because he's carrying us. So I got to do more. So that, that's, there's a domino effect. There's, a, there's something that, that there, there's a... Um, uh, uh, what's it called, a symbiotic connection in the entire thing. And that's why I need a great performance tonight. Would I love it to be a win? Yeah, sure. Am I going to go crazy and tell you tomorrow, oh, the Heat is ready for Denver the next time? That, that's, that's stupid shit. That's crap that, you know, that, that's for weak-ass talk show hosts on podcast or radio or something like that so they can play off the fans' emotions and stuff like that. Forget that. It's, hey, Heat, let's keep playing great basketball. Let's keep playing great team basketball. Let's keep moving the ball. Let's keep having a high assist rate. Let's take care of the basketball. Let's keep playing some defense. Let's keep playing with emotion because that's what's going to carry you Long-term, that's the big picture that I'm looking at. I just want another great effort tonight, okay? The win or the loss doesn't mean anything to me, right? Because they did a lot of losing last year, right? They were, what was it, eighth or eighth seed last year going into the plan? Were they a seventh or eighth seed? They were the seventh seed. Okay, okay, so they were the seven seed. Whatever, seven, eight, same crap. So you did a lot of losing to be the seven seed. And then they got to the finals. So it doesn't mean. But what does mean something is that your effort is continual right now. And that's what I want to see. I want to see Jaquez getting back more into a groove like he has been lately because the injury kind of set him back, right? Now he's getting much more in a groove. I love the guards now. This gives Rogier and Wright an opportunity to continue to run the offense and find their space and what they belong in and those kind of things and rhythm. I think it's important. Caleb Martin, I think it's important to watch him play. Good opportunity for Bam to do his thing. Jimmy will lead. Uh, and then everybody else will feed off of it. And so that's what I'm looking for tonight. I want a great effort. That's it. I want an effort that is a winning effort, and if you won, great. And if you lost, well, you lost because the other team you're playing is, you know, a heck of a team, and what are you going to do? They're the best team in the NBA, all right? 
it's respectable to lose in a respectable performance. And that's all I'm asking for tonight. I'm not going to get into the silliness of, of, of thinking that this game means anything in the big picture of the NBA. This is all about the Heat continuing to play the way they've been playing lately, which for me, it's been so enjoyable because I cannot stand what was going on. I, I'm, I'm, I'm old school, man. I, 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 this is why I appreciate the Panthers and the Heat at times disgust me. You know? And that's because of Jimmy's attitude. Because he just doesn't... And I get it. It works for him. And the results... <laughs> you can't argue with the results, right? You know? It's, it's, it's that moment when you're like, no, no, don't take that shot. Oh, yeah, all right. He made it. Yeah. Yeah, all right. No, no, don't throw the... Oh, he caught it. Touchdown. You know? That, that's, you know, God, he threw it in between three guys. And the guy came down with it, and it's the game-winning touchdown. And it's a throw you would never tell anybody to do. Oh, my God, he's throwing across his body, across the field. Oh, that's it. Completion. All right. That's exactly what it is. Oh, God, Jimmy, again, you didn't come to play. You just don't care about basketball. And then it's, all right, Jimmy, you've come to play basketball. You know, and that's really where we're at, unfortunately. And right now... He's come to play basketball. And since he's come to play basketball, we're all right. We can enjoy. You know, that's hopefully what we'll be able to enjoy. A great performance. Uh, Frankie Fresco in the house. Daniel Barry. One thing also is um, yes, sir. a little extra motivation for him. Thomas Bryant gets oh, his ring, ring tonight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's going to be motivation right there. Yeah. He's suspended, but they're allowing they're him allowing to show up. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't very. That, I, hey, let me tell you. Wow, was I wrong? Boy, was I wrong. Okay, I thought Thomas Bryan would be a better addition. I really did. I've I've watched him. I've had him in fantasy basketball at times, like a fill-in for injuries on a night or something. And and I've seen him play much better. And this is one of those that. It rarely happens with the Heat, right? They usually you come here and you will play your best basketball, and Thomas Bryant cannot play his best basketball with the Miami Heat. It's the weirdest thing. I was so wrong about that one. Holy crap! I I thought it I thought he would be a rotational player on the back end. I thought he would be one of the bigs you'd be using constantly, and that he could help a little bit on defense, rebounding, you know. And then he's decent, you know, as a garbage player, mid-range shooter, that kind of stuff. I've seen him do it, but um. I don't know what it is, dude, but I it's weird. It's not happening, unfortunately. Giovanni says, hello, friends. Been traveling, missing the last few live shows. Been listening to the shows online recorded. Miss you. Thank you, Giovanni. I appreciate you immensely. Ray Gonzalez, Ray Varnicus, Brian Walters, Raul Porrata, the show. Ryan AP, thank you, Ryan. Everything's going well. You're dealing with a shoulder impingement. Ew. Damn, bro. Hang in there, man. Dude 67, Ray Gruyong. Tudor haters, Tua haters saying he does not deserve a big extension. Meanwhile, you have uh, Goldilocks Herbert got one doing nada, but that's okay. Well, it's kind of the way it is. Uh, the haters need to be proven right because they... 
are following it. That's just kind of the way it goes nowadays. Uh, Jason G, thank you, sir, for the kind words. Think Blue Dodgers, Luis Benito, uh, Brian Landis. Uh, let's see. Uh, that's why everyone listens to O since 2013. I've been listening. Always keeps it real. 100 best in town. Thank you, sir. Very kind, Randy. Troy Francis. Uh, Cam's in the uh, combine. Uh, let's see. Karen Joseph. Alex Palenzuela. Brian Adams, March 6th. Good for you, Alex. Good for you. He still sounds phenomenal, man. I took my wife uh, to go see him a few months back, and he was awesome. Randy says, I got Avalanche at $14, and I've been DCAing into it. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate it. And Avalanche, I think, will go to $100 in this bull run. I really do. Avalanche is going to be a monster, bro. It's a great company. It's got so many great partnerships, you know. Uh, let's see. I'm the Kendall Lamb of crypto. I figured it out. Uh, rule uh, by the dip, LOL, yes? <laughs> Hashtag B-T-F-D, by the dip, okay? B-T-F-D. Uh, let's see, Brooklyn Rob on Avalanche at $18. There you go, so you've more than doubled. Uh, Edward Thurston Howe, happy Bitcoin, got Bitcoin and Ethereum money growing. There you go. And, and Ethereum's moving now a lot, huh? I was telling you guys the last couple of months, hey, man, start loading up in Ethereum. It's going to start moving. We're going to get the ETFs, and it's going to blow up. Thank you, Randy. Uh, let's see, Emilio. Dímelo, un abrazo. Thank you, sir. J-Town, hola, amigos. Uh, Big O, we need a middle linebacker. You have some Zach Thomas in you. Baker may be gone. Baker is gone, unfortunately, but Baker is gone. Big O, glad you feel better. I'm still dealing with the pain from my Achilles and still have another six months, according to my doctor. Wow, hang in there, fireman. That's rough, dude. Who will Chris Greer rip off next? <laughs> yeah, we got to address the Chris Greer press conference, something that, you know, it's, it's convenient how people in the media overlook it and stuff. We'll get into it. Uh, Rosendo says, good, good afternoon, Big O Nation. Let this day fill with possibilities. Be aware of the opportunities around you. Don't just go through the day. Live the day with your eyes and your mind open. Amen to that. Brett Dodger. Uh, heard the Dolphins are bringing Sophie Hale in case they can't sign Van Ginkle. Oh, Sophie Hall. Sophie Hall, I'm sorry. She's the, uh, she's the influencer that Tyreek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be, that'll be a, an interesting-looking linebacker on the field. Um, Miami in the zone. A win tonight will be big. It shows that Miami can hang with the big dogs. Yeah, don't mean anything in that sense. Just want to just want a good performance. Uh, I think the Heat won 45 regular season games last year. Was isn't terrible. It's the Heat. We're not talking about the Magic, my brother. Okay, barely over 500 is not a good performance. Four games over 500 is not Heat basketball, my man. Okay, that, that, if you're the Washington Wizards and you won 45 games, if you're the Orlando Magic and you won 45 games, that's a refreshing and really nice Detroit Pistons. They don't win 45 games in two years. So, yeah, 
That's fine. But when you're the Heat, you have a much higher standard than 45 games. So I disagree with you. I don't lower my standards. That's kind of what's happened to a lot of Dolphin fans over the years because they've been dealing with crap football for 30 years, you know? It's tough. Uh, yes, I, I have brought back the crypto show. It's on, on, you, on, uh, on Twitter and on Facebook and on uh, Twitch. I have not done one in a couple days, I think like five days or six. Uh, so I will do a new one. Maybe I'll do one tomorrow. Take some because tomorrow's a one o'clock, a one o'clock show. Tomorrow we end at one, ten to one, or ten to twelve thirty, or ten to one thirty. I don't know. Depends on how much stuff we have to talk about. Uh, and then I will do a a crypto show tomorrow. But I am giving you crypto segments inside every show. So and he ends up uh, making them segments. You should make them video segments. And if people give us the views. Then we will bring it on to uh, YouTube. Uh, thank you, Fireman. Walter Olivares. Thank you, sir. Beer Noob, thank you for the love on this super chat. Thank you, thank you. Jermaine, Brett Dodger, Troy Francis, Javier Hernandez is in Ocala. Randy Gonzalez, Litecoin. Trash. Get Bitcoin instead. Don't ignore Bitcoin. Yes, I would not be, I would never be a Litecoin guy. I don't believe in Litecoin. There's some, God, I'd rather have Neutron than Litecoin. You've, you're, you've already made way more money on where I gave you Neutron initially, and right now it's still at a dip uh, that it's, a, you know, it's a really good dip for anybody that wants to get into it. I'd rather have Neutron than that any day of the week. Hells to the, yeah. I'd rather get all my Litecoin money and put it still into Star Atlas right now. I'm telling you, when Star Atlas gets listed on Coinbase and Crow and, and Binance, and all, it, well, it's just going to explode. Okay? And that, that's one that I'd rather take a chance on than Litecoin. I'm with you there, uh, Randy. You know your stuff. Uh, I'm just not a Litecoin guy. Not a financial advisor, but I think there's... Uh, a hundred other coins I'd rather have at this point than Litecoin, you know? So what can I tell you? Uh, let's see. Let's uh, tell you a little bit about Welt and Rayom. We love talking about Welt and Rayom, 954-966-4646, bankruptcy, homeowner property damage, condo damage, criminal defense, business owner claims, commercial litigation, personal injury. Call my man, Jeff Welt, 954-966-4646. This is one hell of a combination. Daniel Rayom, he's a stunt pilot. He literally has a stunt plane, okay? Part of me losing weight besides my health, and I'm kind of pissed already about not being in shape, and I'm going to get in really great shape now. Um, I had to get under right around the 250 range, which I, I'm pretty close to it already, actually, uh, but... I, uh, I need, I'm going to go down to like 210, 220, something like that, 215, somewhere like that. But I w in order for me to fly on the plane, when I was in the 270s, I could not fly on that plane. All right. And so I want to, he's going to take me on it. I'm, we're going to end up filming it. Okay. My wife will film it from the ground and probably be praying at the same time. Uh, and then I I'll film it in the, uh, in the back seat there because you know who knows you might see you might see the exorcist inside there where i'm just my head is spinning and 
and green stuff is coming out in all directions and stuff like that. So it's a possibility. You guys may have some fun uh, watching that. That'll be one that uh, Sean Stanley will enjoy posting. Well, he'll be laughing in the middle of the post. You know, that kind of stuff. So Daniel Rayom is a stunt pilot. Jeff Welt, well, you know, he's just a all-around exceptional dude. By the way, big music guy. Now he's big into crypto. He's gotten the, he, he got the, he got the uh, bug. He was telling me today he's up 60% on Bitcoin. He's up 60% Bitcoin. He's up even more with Pendle. And then he's got a slew of other ones that he's invested in. Uh, he got into Ondo now. I told him Ondo's going to be a monster. You know, I gave it to you guys around 24 cents. It dipped to 22. Now it's up to like 45. So you're close to doubling. And it's going to go way more than that. It's at like a $600 million market cap. It can, it's got plenty of room to run. This thing's going to go to several billions. So I think Ondo's going to be a monster. Ondo Finance. O-N-D-O. And, and he got into it. But anyway, so you could talk to Jeff about music. Big rock guy. Uh, loves, uh, loves alternative music, too. So, you, you know, Jeff is way into it. Daniel Rayom. And by the way, Jeff is a monster UM Dolphins fan. Marlins, Heat, Panthers. So he's inter. He's a hometown guy. Big sports fan. So Welton Rayom, fantastic. By the way, if you think you have a case... You're not sure. The consultation's free. Picking up the phone and asking is completely free. 954-966-4646 for the great Welt and Realm. All right, all right, all right. Uh, let's see. There you go. Frankie loves that pendle. Uh, let's see. Sean. I assume you saw the deaths of old school wrestlers Virgil, Butch of the Butchwhackers, and Ole Anderson, who created the original Horsemen. Would you like to uh Yeah, no, no, elaborate. I saw those, but uh, Butch actually passed away during WrestleMania weekend last year, during 2023. So um, when I saw the thing, I looked it up to make sure, because I know he wasn't recent. But yeah, Virgil passed away uh, yesterday, and I believe Ole was Monday. So two more of the wrestlers I grew up on. Passing away. Sucks. Sucks. Oh, man. We all get old, bro. Uh, what's your take on Litecoin? I told you I'm not a, not a Litecoin. Look, just go look at it. It's been in the same trajectory for a couple of years. It doesn't really move much. It's like XRP. Like, it doesn't move much. Like, what? Are we, what, are we, what? What, what? After everything, how come you're not moving like others? And you've been around, and you're established. You know what I'm saying? So I, 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 it's hard for me. Look, Cardano was down to 24 cents. It's up to 70 cents now. And Cardano's a slow mover. But did you buy back down to 24 and 30 cents? Well, you're, you know what I mean? It, it's just, I don't see it, you know? So not a Litecoin guy, man. Uh, Javier Hernandez, like I said, in, out in Ocala. Uh, let's see. Where can we listen to the crypto show? It's on Twitter, at Big O Show. Just, it's on the timeline. Just scroll down. Or Twitch, uh, Big O Show there too. Or uh, 
uh, Facebook, Orlando Alzigari. The shows are posted there. You're just going to have to scroll and, and look at them. There's a couple of shows already there. I'll, I'll have another one tomorrow. Uh, we'll, we'll prepare another one, and, I'll, and I won't have any crypto material tomorrow on the Friday show. I'll save it all for the crypto show. That's what I'll do, okay? So for you non-crypto guys, you'll be like, oh, yes. God, he's, oh, he's talking that crypto shit. No, I get it. You don't want to make any money. It's all, it's all good. It's all good. I mean, everybody's made. You, you don't see any complaints. <laughs> There's no, and I'm not a financial advisor by any stretch. There's no complaints, dude. Everything that, because everything I've, I've invested on, I'm green. So there's no complaints. Everybody's just thanking me, actually, for, you know, the way things have gone. We are, luck has been on our side, and we have, we have killed it, as the youngins would like to say. Uh, 82nd Airborne, let's go in the house. All right, Miami Breakers. Robert T., Jeremy Dorsett. Great job losing all that weight. Thank you, Brian. We got a lot more to go, bro. A lot more. I, I, just, I, I can't wait to exercise now. How screwed up is that? Something that I, I kind of dread. Um, you know, this whole foot thing. And, and uh, it just, you know. And Pat in Nashville knows the experience I had with him. I didn't enjoy it. And so it's kind of been on my mind for the last couple of months. And uh, this, this, uh, this foot thing put me over the top. So I'm done, bro. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, I, uh, I can't wait to at least start walking. Because I won't be able to really start, I think it's like four to six months until I can do, what the hell did he call it? Force movement or whatever the hell he called it. So I can't do, you know, a NorCal's favorite burpees. And all that planks and stuff like that. I can't do any of that kind of stuff that I want to start doing. Um, I, I can only walk is what I'm going to do. But that's fine. Walk is good. You, you can sweat a ton doing walking. And then I can, I can work my upper body with some weights and stuff like that. I just won't be able to do stuff with my legs early on. But I'll start working everything else. But I can't wait. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Just got to get out of this bit. When I get, once I get out of the bit. Then uh, we can move forward in that sense. But for now, you know, I had one meal yesterday. I normally have two meals in a four-hour period between three and seven. I had one meal, a La Spada sub. That's all I ate yesterday. Hey, by the way, I ate. It was me and the wife, and we bought a full sub, and I just ate half of it. So I didn't even a, I, I didn't eat a full sub, and I had not eaten... All day till after the show yesterday. After the show, we sat there in the car. She went inside La Spada, ordered the sub, and we sat in the car right in front of Gainesware. We ate our sub, and then we, and then we drove home because there's no, there's no hurry to fight traffic home, you know, at that time. It was like, you know, no hurry. We'll, we'll cruise home, relax, all that. But I, be, I was thinking about a La Spada sub the entire show. And that's all I ate yesterday. So the fasting has gone really well for me. I have, I have not eaten. It's 4.20 right now, and I have not eaten. I'm going to go another 24 hours. Till, so the, it's intermittent fasting, but I'm going to have a big-ass meal after this. It's an even bigger meal. And I'm gonna, I, can, I can have a big meal because the body will burn because I have extra fat. So it's burning my extra. I got plenty of fat. 
So it, 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 it gets to burn my other fat, is what I do. So, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things you train your brain to do. Okay? You first start with a, an eight-hour fast, then a 10, then a 12. Then you can build it up, and then you can stretch it for as long as you want. You know what I mean? I wouldn't suggest it for anybody that's skinny, but somebody like me that's got a lot of fat in the body, hey, you know, as long as you have the discipline, and you can do it, and lots of water, you know, take your supplements, you'll be fine. Today I'll have a bigger, bigger meal than I did yesterday. Yesterday I just wanted to kind of push it a little bit. It's fun that way. Uh, let's see. Jasmine and Atlas. Look at Pipe Man Slim. He's on my long shots. And my long shots are hitting, bro. Hitting. Jasmine, we're up. If you, if you got Jasmine as low as it was at 33,000th of a penny, you've more than 3X'd your money. You're 4Xing close to it. Uh, with, um, with Atlas, it went down as far as 13,000th of a penny. And I believe we're at 70,000th of a penny. 69 or something like that. Let me see where we're at with Star Atlas. Uh, Atlas is at 68,000th of a penny. So if you got it as low as 13, you're four or five timing easily your money. You know what I'm saying? Or if you got it at 30, you've doubled it. 34, you've doubled it. So, you know, it all depends. I've been And it's not like something new. I've been talking about Star Atlas for, what, about two years now? Easily? Easily two years. Maybe, maybe closer to three, actually, because I got it first on OK Coin. <laughs> That's where I first got my Star Atlas, on OK Coin. And everybody remembers, and OK Coin was a, a sponsor of our program uh, the first year. So, yeah. Uh, and, then, and then we and we've been talking about Jasmine for close to two years, about a year and a half, I would say, maybe a year and nine months or something like that. Uh, not like all these idiots now that they're all on board now. Yeah, after it made a run. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. You know, we're, we're usually ahead of the curve. That's kind of what we like to do. Ocala Joe says, Buenas tardes, Orlando. Thank you for the advice yesterday. I'm in the process of learning from Crypto Casey and others. Got my Tangem wallet already. You're awesome. There you go. There you go, my friend. Excellent. Excellent. Good luck to you. Uh, oh, what do you think of Kansas City being the second lowest rated team in the survey? Who cares? They won the Super Bowl. That's how, that's how much a survey, the facilities, and other stuff does not matter. You know, I, uh, I have it here as a talking point. So, you know what, Frankie, you, uh, you started it off. Uh, I might as well. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that because the Dolphins got the number one ranking. And then what did I tell you yesterday? In the end, it's what? It's about winning. Still got to win. You know what I mean? The facilities can be crap. I'll give you an example, okay? I'll give you an example. So, Sean Stanley, grab that mic there. All right. I tell you now, Sean Stanley, okay? I'm going to say, hey, Sean, brother, I'm going to get you a seat, a, a sweet, a sweet seat at Hard Rock Stadium so you can watch last year's Canes. Hey, Sean, 
I'm going to take you back to 1991. And I'm going to give you an end zone seat in the Orange Bowl so you can watch the Orange Bowl and watch the Canes. And, you know, you might get blocky blocky. It might take you a couple hours to get out. The water that hits you from above, you're not sure if it's water or urine from bathrooms above. You know, all the creature comforts that you don't have at Hard Rock Stadium, but you have at the Orange Bowl. So what team are you going to go watch? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thinking about it. Really? <laughs> really? 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 We're all going to 1991. We're all dealing with the Orange Bowl. We're all dealing with Blocky Blocky and Pepe and Jose and everything else that goes on. And the damn the, line. And we're, you're dealing with the damn lines to go to the eight bathrooms in the entire stadium. With two urinals in them. Yes, with two urinals in them, exactly. Okay? You're de and oh, by the way, the third urinal is kind of broken because there's a drunk woman actually taking yeah. a dump in it, okay? All right? And you're going to the Orange Bowl in 1991. Okay? In 90, in 87, in 89. You know why? Because I'd rather put up with that crap than watch my team lose to Georgia Tech or FIU or whatever. Or whatever. Middle Tennessee State. Yeah, Middle Tennessee State. Whatever buffoonery has gone on at Hard Rock Stadium the last 15 years. And by the way, you get to park really nice. You get to go to a nice stadium with wide open bathrooms that are clean and there's bridges and there's tunnels and there's all kinds of stuff to make it safe for you. I mean, Tom Garfinkel has designed, he, he, got, he got chicken sal he got chicken and made a chicken salad. If we go back to the original Joe Robbie Stadium and ever the way it is, and the ingress and egress of it and everything, now we go to where we're at now. Oh my God, it's night and day. So where are you going? Something tells me you're going to put up with the Orange Bowl. You're going to put up with all the crap of the Orange Bowl because you know why the product is the best. <laughs> Damn car got blocked in. <laughs> Damn car got blocked in. All right, give me another beer. Let's roll another joint. We'll sit down and relax and whatever. It is. Did you see that game? Gino Toretta threw for 400 yards. Lamar Thomas grabbed two touchdowns. Did you watch it, bro? Melvin Bratton ran for 150 yards. You know, you don't give a shit. You don't care. You don't care you're sweaty and uncomfortable. You don't care that you had to make lines. You don't care that you had to deal with puddles inside a stadium indoor. You don't care. Because you were winning, dude. So when I see this article and their facilities are behind and they're 20 years old and they got to improve them and this and that. And do you know what we all talk about? Man, I'm dying to go to Arrowhead because it's a classic stadium, because it's one of the old stadiums left, because I want to smell the barbecue on the outside, because I, I, I like the fact that it's a sea of red and they're completely behind their team. And I, you don't talk about the facility. You don't talk about, you talk about what? You talk about the culture, because that's what the Hunt family has. 
the culture from all the way in the AFL days, all the way through, did they win all the time? No, but they were always a pretty solid organization. And now they're an elite organization. Okay, so they don't provide, you know, extra urinals. Okay, sorry, you don't have a bidet in the players' uh, dorms or whatever. You know, whatever, bro. You don't have a slide. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what happens to our season. It slides at the end. Apropos, we have a slide in our building. It goes with the end of every season we have. So in the end, Frankie Fresco is a thousand percent right. The facilities matter to the players maybe, but it's not gonna stop you from performing because they're paying you your salary, dude. And you're playing with Pat Mahomes and you're playing with Chris Jones. So if you're the other defensive lineman, you're grateful. That's like Lorenzo Bromel, Trace Armstrong, Kenny Mixon, um, am I missing? Uh, uh, he actually turned out to be better than the Awadale, Agunye, Arewale, Agunyele, Agunlie, right? Arewale, Agunlie. All those people had to kiss the ground they walked on because they were playing opposite of Jason Taylor. So, are you worried that you were practicing on a bad, on an old field or whatever? Bro, I get to play with Jason Taylor and Zach Thomas and Tim Bowens and Sertan and Madison. Every other defensive player should be kissing the ground they walk on. Same thing here. Oh, shit, I get to play with, I, I'm playing opposite of Travis Kelsey? Awesome. That is fantastic. As a receiver, that's great. Double team for him, maybe single coverage for me. I'm loving life. That's what Blue and Rasheed and everybody else on that damn team and uh, Scantling and everybody else should be saying. So in the end, the facilities are nice. It's great. What did I say yesterday? I didn't go crazy about it. It's fantastic. You've created that, but you still got to win. You still got to win. So, you know, Kansas City can stand there. Oh, yeah, we're, we're really embarrassed. This, that. Okay, yeah, okay. Why don't you go watch our trophy case? You have a slide, we have Lombardi's. That's the brutal reality of what we live in. So it's nice, but it doesn't mean shit to me, dude. I'm not the one on the slide. I'm not the one getting a, a, a Frappuccino after practice. I'm not, the, I'm not the one getting a haircut before I go home that I finish practice and now I'm going to get a massage and then I'm going to get a haircut and now I'm going home. It's like, okay, bro, that's fantastic that you were in the lounge. Win me some playoff games. It's... <laughs> the late, great Carl Weathers... He said, Rocky, you got all the facilities. You got women kissing you while you're riding a bike, this, that. No, 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 no. We need to go back to get the eye of the tiger. And what did he do? He went back to the hood. Because that's what you do. You go back to your roots. 
And that's what he did. Apollo brought Rocky back to his roots, and then he went to that ring. Just like if you were in South Florida, you go down to South Beach and the Fifth Street Gym. You, got, you, you don't go to, you know, some, the Biltmore or something and rent a ballroom. No, 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 you get back down to being raw, baby. So you got a slide, they have Lombardis. Does it mean anything to you? No, it doesn't. Uh, you know, I'm glad I kind of led into that. Now let's get to our next guest. Give us 30 seconds. The one and only Matt Verderam will join us. Let's talk a little football with Matt straight from the NFL Combine. Oh, I think I know what this is. Houston, we have a package. Hello. No matter where you are, the Sloman Shield Home Security System guards your home. With next-gen perimeter protection, 24-7 monitoring, and interior motion sensing. And right now, get a free Sloman Shield Security System and doorbell camera, all professionally installed, for free. Shield your world, the Sloman Shield. statements or beliefs expressed on the following program by the host guests or callers are not necessarily the opinions of fantasyxs.com media grouping ownership management sponsors or website when it comes to south florida sports teams very few in the media have witnessed lived and covered it like the big o let's start the program dedicated to your favorite south florida teams with a passion that's unmatched the Big O Radio Show is on. Here's the Big O. All right, all right, all right. How you doing, baby? How's uh, Indianapolis? Uh, how's the shrimp cocktail? <laughs> Going to get the shrimp cocktail tonight. Uh, it's been good. Nice. And uh, I'm, my body is, is paying a steep price for this trip. But uh, we're, we're getting it done. It kind of goes with the territory because the, night, the nights are long, and that's just kind of the way it goes. Um, to open up, I'm going to stay consistent as a mofo uh, because, um, you know, yesterday I reacted to the Dolphins getting an A and all that bullshit and all that stuff, and I said, hey, man, it's fantastic. You created a nice little creature comfort culture for the players, right. but in the end, you got to win. Winning is what really is all, and... And so I, I, I turned to my partner in crime here, Sean Stanley, the executive producer of this show. And I said, Sean, buddy, I'm going to give you a sweet seat. You're going to be sitting in a suite at Hard Rock Stadium. I'm going to give you a, a chance to, you know, check out the Hurricanes last year to watch them. Now I'm also going to give you a seat in the end zone. Okay. First level, I'm not going to put you in the second level. I'm going to put you in the first level, right under the second level of the Orange Bowl in 1991. Where? When water falls on you there, Matt, you're not sure it's water or urine. When you go to the bathrooms, well, there could be a woman actually taking a dump in one of your urinals. You have to make a line to get a beer. Be ready to make a line of about 400 people. You need to take the elevator. It's going to take five minutes to go up. So let me ask you, Joe Fan, where do you want to be? Do you want to watch the 91 Canes 
in a place where you could get blocked because you parked in Pepe or Juan's yard, and they tell you no blocky blocky, but that too many cars came and they paid, and you got blocky blocky. So now after the game, you got another two hours to wait. But you got to see Melvin Bratton and Jerome Brown and Vinny Testaverde and and uh, and uh, what's it called? Uh, all these guys, Steve Walsh and everybody win titles. So what, you want to see the Canes lose to Georgia Tech and Middle Tennessee State and struggle and lose to FIU in the creature comforts? Or do you want to be in a situation where, damn, it's ugly? And, and, then, and then here's what I said to everybody also. I said, oh, by the way, um, we all want to go to Kansas City. Do any of us say we want to go to Kansas City because the stadium's comfortable? No, actually, we don't. We actually say because it's one of the one of the true classic stadiums left. They have the culture. They have the barbecue outside. They win, and if you're a if you appreciate the NFL, you I get it. Inside your division, you want to hate everybody, but outside of your division, you still have to admire people that do things the right way on the field. And so, boom, there you go. You got that. We never talk about the Kansas City facilities. We know it's an old stadium, but if you tell somebody you went to Lambeau or you went to Arrowhead, they're going to go, wow, dude, that's freaking cool. Because a couple of years ago before the Rams moved out, I made sure I went to L.A. and I saw a Rams-Seahawks game. And I thought it was cool that I was at, and and the place is a dump, but I was there at that stadium. Okay, that's cool. That's, to me, this is just media created garbage to try to ride or ride positively or negatively when i think in the end the hunts are like oh yeah we got to improve this that hey uh, you guys want to check out our trophy case yeah i don't think they care yeah it's like i said we have a slide in our facility the dolphins and the kansas city chiefs have uh trophy cases and they have lombardis which one do you want you know what i mean so in the end this is just a load of shit, to be quite honest. I um, I would say, first of all, to answer your question about which Canes team I'd like to see. <laughs> um, no, it's not the, so, just the Canes team. The yeah. environment that you're in, too, by the way, okay? Right. Just- no, I get So, listen, I, I have a perfect answer for this because I, I can answer it with experience. I am a New Jersey Devils fan in hockey, and they play in a stadium now known as the Prudential Center or the Rock in Newark, and that stadium is gorgeous. I mean, that is one of the nicest buildings you could ever be in. Every bell and whistle in it, great food, million different options, every beer you could think of on tap. And guess what? Since they've played there, they've largely sucked, okay? And I don't care that the stadium's really nice. Because they suck most years. Now they're like at least moderately respectable. Before. Dude, you sound like an Islanders fan. Talking yeah. about oh, Nassau oh, oh, oh. Coliseum. That stadium. Have you ever been to Nassau Coliseum? No, never have, but I, but but the, oh. it's, it's legend. Dude, <laughs> so the Nassau Coliseum, when you walk in, because I have seen Islanders games there, when you walk in, it's just a big bowl, and there's no like upper and lower deck. I mean, it just, it just is what it is, right? Yeah. It's just straight up. Yeah. So people – Toward the end of the life of that stadium, the the bathrooms, there weren't enough. And like you just, I mean, you'd sit there for 45 minutes waiting to take a leak. People would just walk outside the stadium doors and just take a leak, like just on the asphalt, and then just walk back in. Like that was that was Nassau Coliseum. But to my point, so when the but, Devils were But when really, you talk to an Islanders fan, 
Oh, they thrilled to death. That, that was what, their place. They, they swear by that place, the environment, yes. the culture, the winning, all that kind of crap. And in the end, just like players, like fans, put me in the fucking Orange Bowl any day of the week because the product in the Orange Bowl was superior, right. bro. Come on. And it, it, look, my whole point about the Devils was like when I was a kid, they played in the Meadowlands in, in Continental Airlines Arena. That place smelled like urine. And the the best food you were getting was like a two-day-old pretzel and maybe like a Carvel ice cream cone, if you were lucky. And half the time, they were out of ice cream. That place was atrocious. And yet, I have nothing but fond memories of it because all they did was win Stanley Cups. Like, every time I went there, they won. So I'm with you 100%, man. That place, I mean, you want to talk about having no frills? That thing was a bunker. But, like, didn't matter. They were winning. It was great. It was loud. It was fun. So I'm with you 100%, man. I think, like, look, the players certainly want to be at I also think some of this stuff, though, too, like some of the complaints in there, you look at it and you're like, some of those are valid. Okay, fine. Some of them also are like, well, you know, we don't get free daycare. And it's like, well, I don't, I don't get free daycare. <laughs> like, how many people? I mean, and also, like, let's be real, man. Can you not afford it? The Chargers could give daycare. I'm not defending the Chargers, but like that's the big issue. Like, I, I mean, it's just like that's that seems like a minor thing that is now being like, oh, the Chargers are a terrible franchise. There's a lot of things to poke fun at the Chargers for. You, you want uh, this Chargers or do you want me to put you Jack Murphy with Air Coriel? Right. You, let's go. Let's go, Charger fan. Do you do you want to be in this beautiful stadium with that product? Or do you want Air Coriel and Chuck Muncie and John Jefferson and and Joyner and and uh, and Kellen Winslow and uh, and Dan Fouts and you, do you want to watch that instead? And uh, in at Jack Murphy, by the way, go ahead, old ass stadium, cookie cutter stadium that was all over the country, the same kind of stadium that everybody built in Pittsburgh and Cincinnati yeah. and all those kind of places. There you go. Would you want that? Every Charger fan will say, screw. Uh, where, where is it? Not Burbank. They're in uh, Inglewood. Screw oh, Inglewood. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, screw Inglewood. Get me back to Jack Murphy. And come on, dude. It, yeah. It's the same thing. It's just this is just media crap. Uh, in the end, you know, here's the other point I made. Okay. You know, years ago, there were a bunch of guys that made money for the Dolphins off of one guy. And so it was Kenny Mixon, it was Lorenzo Bromel, it was Trace Armstrong got a big deal from the Oakland Raiders, it was Adewale Agunlier went and got a deal from, from Chicago. Do you know why? They were playing opposite of Jason freaking Taylor. Right. So right. when you're a player, who gives a shit about the facility? Bro, I'm playing with Mahomes. Who gives a shit about the yeah. facility? I'm playing with Chris Jones. Bro, who gives a shit about the facility? I'm playing with Travis Kelsey. Who gives a shit about the facility? I'm playing with Bird. I'm playing with McDuffie. Uh, man, I'm a football player, and I get to play with these other guys. This will elevate my game. This I get to play for Andy freaking Reed. Brother, that's what this is all about, dude. Okay? And that's what the fan is at the same time. I get to go see Canes of the 80s and 90s. Not the crap that I'm watching now. I don't care where you put me, dude. You know what I'm saying? And so... Yeah, it's it, you're a hypocrite if you think this is important when as a fan, you don't really care about the facility in the end. You really care more about the product that's on the ice, on the court, on the field, on the pitch, whatever the hell it is, dude. Do you want to watch 
the Miami Fusion back in the day with Digital Takawita, or do you want to watch Inter Miami with Messi? Oh, I don't know. You tell me. You know, this, the seat isn't any more comfortable in either of the stadiums. You know, I think it's more about Messi. I think it's more about Jason Taylor. I think it's more about Travis Kelsey and Pat Mahomes, please, dude. Come on, enough of this. Well, and I think, look, I mean, this is really about how the players feel and all this stuff. And I think the, the reality of it is, I mean, is just really hurting anybody in terms of, like, signing a free agent? Oh, I mean, are they, like, are you like, listen, I'd go there, but that practice facility locker room is, is not great. So – um, I mean, if that's the case, and you're probably not a winning football player, yeah. right? I mean, you're probably not that concerned about the right things. So I think a lot of this is just to, like, I, I thought the, the, the only thing I thought about that, that survey that I cared about, I thought it was hilarious that Josh McDaniels was the lowest graded head coach, and the man's not even a head coach anymore. Like, just throwing under every single tire of the 18 wheel. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, how else can we dump on Josh McDaniels? This would be good. We'll do, we'll do it this way. Um, no, I, Listen, you certainly rather be toward the top of the survey than the bottom. Of but course. But at the same time, you're like, I think, look, if you're a team and you can improve everything, uh, you know, that, that's being nicked and, 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 and criticized, sure, great, do it. But I don't, like, do I think that these teams toward the bottom that are winning are going to run out and just spend $20 million to upgrade it? No, they won't because that's just not, that's not reality. But hey, but, Steelers, and, you know, here's the funny part. When the hell have we ever looked at the Hunt family negatively? The hell are you talking about, dude? This is like one of the pillars of the NFL history. They, the man created the AFL. And right. we only look at them elites. Why? Because it's the same way you look at the Roonies. Because more often than not, what's on the field, they're doing it right more often than not. Even in years that they may not have been the best, they were still respectable. They were still competitive at times. They were still doing things the right way, and and uh, and even around, whether it's the stadium and the fans and everything else, it's all it, there's a symbiotic connection that that you should be jealous if you're in Atlanta because you don't have it, you don't possess it, and in Tampa you only possess it when you're winning, and then when you're not, you just dump them. Whereas in Kansas City, it's always there no matter what, and that stadium has been that stadium forever. So please, dude, it's just. It's just one of these things that it's just so ridiculous because it's really all about the product on the field in the end. Really is. Come on. It's also it's funny too. As that survey was being released, the Chiefs were announcing eight hundred million dollars in renovations at Arrowhead. Right. <laughs> so like you have, I mean, granted, five hundred million is coming from taxpayers, but uh, they they are uh, essentially like refurbishing the stadium. They're going to have like a, a patio area basically behind the end zones where fans can sit and. You know, whatever all, all this modernized garbage um but uh hey, listen, you know it's what the just, bottom it's line just a list dude you come out with the list and the team at the bottom just won three out of five years is it three out of five right yes. three out of three out of you know of it, it, it's just kind of like it sh it shatters it you know what i'm saying it just shatters it yeah. because every player is going to say no hell yeah i want to go you guys are paying me i'm going to kansas city let's go they win and that's all they care about, dude. So it's just ridiculous. Uh, by the way, for uh, betting purposes, help me out. Who's going to be the number two QB taken? You know, that's a great question. I was just talking about this with somebody else. I, I don't think there's any consensus, really. I mean, I bet if you lined up 20 personnel department members and said, hey, 
give me your thoughts. I bet it's like 12-8 or 11-9. I still think that right now Drake May is that guy. But, like, Jane Daniels is a freak show athletically. And that more and more is vaulting guys toward the top. Used to be years ago, well, you know, yeah, athletically is amazing, but maybe a little raw. And that would kind of freak people out. Now it's almost the opposite. It's like, yeah, I'll just take the athletic the athletic guy. And that's not to say, by the way, Daniels isn't a hell of a quarterback. He obviously is. But it's just he has more – I mean, if he goes into the league and is starting right away, which he will be, how many guys are more athletic than him at the quarterback position? Lamar and who? I mean, you know, Justin Fields maybe? Like, it's, it's not a long list. So, uh, I personally really like him. Like, I would probably take him at two, but I think it's split right now. I think May still probably has a little advantage with some. Uh, but it really, listen, ultimately, it's not going to matter who's Washington like. And uh, that that process has a long way to go. Yeah, and, and Jaden, I think what helps him is he he's he's improved his accuracy throughout his career. So mm-hmm. I think that that's definitely going to help him out. And are you – are you hearing who is excelling in interviews and maybe who's bombing out in interviews? You know, a lot of that's still just kind of wrapping with some of these positions. And, and I think, you know, we're still kind of waiting to see, you know, what the fallout is, so to speak. You know, I think the one thing that has been really interesting being here in Indianapolis is a lot of talk about the fact that this draft class – you know, there hasn't been that big story out of it. You remember last year, Jalen Carter was that massive story, right? That everybody the whole week, you know, what's going on with Jalen Carter? And, I, and there's always it always seems either because of an off-field thing or a medical thing that there's that one player or two players, you're like, yeah, that guy's in the story. There hasn't been that story this year. There hasn't been the guy who, you know, quietly people are like, yeah, he really was a disaster in one-on-ones or this guy's medical is a train wreck. Like that, that has not happened. This year, so I think the, for me the most interesting story is, and I wrote this in our in our uh, notebook today. Uh, I think I think is up right now. Um, one thing I've talked to around the league with some people is there's a thought that the first ten players in this draft could all be offensive players. That has never happened since the AFL NFL merger, and I think you're, look, you are basically guaranteed, barring injury, to have three quarterbacks in the first ten picks, three receivers in the first ten picks. You might get JJ McCarthy. In the first ten picks, you, you you're you're going to get all that in Notre Dame the left tackle in the first round or in the first ten picks. Do you see round. McCarthy as a top ten player? Is that something? Now, I, I don't, but I'll tell you what. Okay. That is one thing. And there's a lot of steam about that. That he is going to be is it the more, fourth quarterback yeah. off the board, and that he is going to at worst be top twelve or thirteen. But a lot of people think he's going to be a top ten. Wow, smokescreen. I don't know, man. I mean, at first I kind of thought it was, but then like you hear it everywhere like these teams these personnel evaluators are like no he's really really good and i the year of johnny Manziel, i kind of heard the same thing there were people that would come up to me and say oh no but he's got a 70 percent completion percentage from the pocket and yeah. and i was like it, it, it's still you know backyard football it's still not really structured football and and uh and and there was a little bit of that 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 drug happened with Johnny Manziel that year. And I was, I wasn't one. And again, those people know way more than I do, but I was never on the Manziel bandwagon. And then this guy, 
I kind of see maybe a backup, maybe a mediocre starter or something, but maybe I'm wrong. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, a lot of people love him. And I think it's interesting. Like, if you look at he and Jaden Daniels, and I think everybody agrees Jaden Daniels is ahead of him. I don't think there's any argument about that. Yeah. Jaden Daniels started at ASU at Arizona State, yeah. was there for three years, it was nondescript. I mean, it wasn't wasn't terrible. I mean, his freshman year, his true freshman year, he actually threw 17 touchdowns, two picks. But, like, next couple of years, nothing crazy. He goes to LSU. Yeah, it's fine. He's a good player. But then last year, explodes. You know, 3,800 yards, 40 touchdowns, four picks. Obviously, ran for a, mi- a million yards. And then you go to McCarthy, and you're like, okay, he's a freshman, barely played. Sophomore year, 22 touchdowns, five picks, 2,700 yards passing. Um, not not much in the way of rushing. And then last year, 2,900, almost 3,000, 22 touchdowns and four picks. It's like, look, I'm not killing that, but like, are you going to spend the top 10 pick on that guy? Like, I would have serious reservations in doing that, but talking to people around here, I think it's trending that way. I do. Now, the other question is, does, does Fields go to Atlanta, which is the other thing everybody thinks is going to happen? If he goes to Atlanta – then who's taking it? Like, does, does Denver trade up? Do the Raiders trade up? Does a team behind one of them trade up? I mean, because then you got Penix and Nick, so I think everybody's kind of off of compared to McCarthy. So it's, it's a very interesting uh, dichotomy. Yeah. All right. Uh, Nicole Hardman, interesting story. I don't know what's true or not, if he gave up uh, game plans and all that kind of stuff against – Kansas City and everything, even though they played really well in that game. So I, I either either Kansas City really doesn't know how to decipher game plans or something. I don't know. But uh, and then the whole uh, come get me stuff. And uh, so what do you how do you look at this whole Nicole Hardman thing? Because, you know, the Jets, it's hard for me to take and have any credibility there where he doesn't have any problem in Kansas City. But yet the Jets. Yeah, so walk me through it. What do you know? Um, I had an NFL player text me this morning out of nowhere and just say this whole thing with McCall Hardman, the exact, the exact quote was just bullshit, um, which, you know, I said, okay, well, why do you feel that way? He's like, because see, nobody's leaking game plans in the NFL. And he's like, and by the way, he's like, the idea that he leaked the game plan of the Eagles and the Chiefs game, he's like, they played the Chiefs. To the to the wire, and they beat, and he's like they beat Philadelphia. Like, well, that was Wilson's best game of his career against Kansas City. The best game he's ever played was that game. I think with the Jets right now, I got to tell you, and this is just a personal opinion, but like, you get Sauce Gardner tweeting out all kinds of stuff and deleting all kinds of stuff, and you get the Jets are that team right now in the NFL. That are, they're just a picture of dysfunction. Right. They are. I, I, there's just okay. no other way. And it's from the and, and as it often is, and you know this as well as anybody, as it often is, it's from the top down. Right. From ownership on down, like it's just dysfunction. Right. And now that Daniel Snyder's not in Washington, like they're actually seemingly starting to clean it up there. But like you look at the Jets, it's dysfunction everywhere. Yeah. Sadler's had to do and redo press conferences in the past. Woody Johnson's Woody Johnson and has been forever. Like we, I was at Joe Douglas's presser. Solid didn't do it; it wasn't here. Like Douglas was fine, but yeah, you know, didn't really say anything. It was, it was very much a. You know, it, it was well, a. You have the you have the Salah Joe Benigno. Oh yeah, that was, that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, just everything. 
It's like the idea. Look, I'm sure McCall Hardman was pissed at the way everything went down, but the idea that he was just selling off game plans is is insane. Like I I I would love to see proof of that. That would be if he did it. That's one of the great scandals of all time in the NFL. I uh, have a very hard time. And by the way, like, what would be his motivation giving it to the Eagles? Like, what is the motivation there? Like, the Chiefs, okay, if, like, it's just, it's it's very bizarre. It's very, very bizarre. Yeah, I, uh, I, I find it to be kind of horse crap, to be honest. And that's because the Jets are involved. And the Jets are not a franchise that has earned any kind of credibility whatsoever in any way, shape, or form. And so, uh, uh, unfortunately, I have to give McCole Hardman the benefit of the doubt here because he's part of a great organization, and he's been there twice now. So if they brought him back a second time, they must like him. They must, they must at least say, all right, you know what, we, this guy's all right for us. So I'm going yeah. to go on the McCole side. I, I just found it to be, you know, buffoonery. Uh, what are you working on on Sports Illustrated, my brother? So uh, I have my notebook uh, that went up today. I had one on Tuesday. I'm also writing a feature um, on uh, something that is more ridiculous here. There's a Taco Bell that's uh, that's open pretty much all night long and has a full bar and uh, a nightclub area. And I'm writing a feature about it because that's kind of professional work to get out of me at Sports Illustrated. Nice. Um, and then I am uh, breaking down. I've been living moss at 3 a.m. And I got to tell you, it is a sight to behold. Um so doing that, that's been fun. Uh, and then, Although uh, I've seen a, a, a club kind of break out at 2 in the morning at Steak and Shake at times. Oh, yeah. You know, people are kind of liquored up, oh, and, yeah. they're, and they're still kind of dancing while they're waiting for their burgers and stuff. So I've kind of seen that, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, also saw, I also saw an NFL executive. No, I will never tell you who it is, so don't start texting me or whatever. I saw an NFL executive who was so drunk that he had a big woman come up to ask him for what what, what does he want in his order, and well, he grabbed her big hooters, and uh, yeah, that Not was uh, that was about twenty years ago, and that was a, a really funny scene. Uh, the cops actually like talked her out of pressing charges, basically, but uh, it was funny. It was funny. Yeah, it's not uh, it's not great, but yeah, it's. Uh... So we got a lot going on, and then uh, just full wall-to-wall coverage of free agency coming up, man. The next couple of weeks is going to be pretty much all it is. I didn't blame them either. They were huge. Follow him on Twitter at Matt Verderam and catch his work there at Sports Illustrated. Matt, we will catch up next week, my friend. Safe travels and uh, get back some energy. All right. Thanks, guys. Take you care. got it. There you go. Matt Verderam, baby. Follow him on Twitter and make sure you catch his work there at Sports Illustrated. All right, all right, all right. Jeremy says, Big O, I don't expect Jorge Mas to buy out QAM, but never say never. Buying a radio station now is absolute stupidity. Okay? In fact, I tried to explain it to them to start your own from within. That's what I was trying to do at Onside. And now they went back to radio, which is just absolutely ridiculous, but whatever. You know. You, you've got the brand. You've got the international brand. Take advantage. Create your own silliness. And no, no one should buy a radio station. Radio is dead. It's barely alive. Only because these companies can't find a way to unload all this crap. Uh, it's over. 
Uh, what is your diet? What do you eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? I only eat within a four-hour window, sir, from 3 to 7 p.m. That's it. I eat two meals. Yesterday, I went a little crazy, only ate one. You can eat anything, pretty much. You don't have to eat much. You don't have to. Yeah, I don't go crazy and eat, like, you know, four chocolate cakes or anything. You know what I'm saying? But uh, you can just have a good meal and fast. So if you're willing to build your mind up, then you'll be able to lose the weight. Uh, if you're fat, it's not a problem, bro. Your body needs to chew fat for energy, and you got plenty of it. Uh, Giovanni says, Mr. Old QB, I hit Lambo once a year. It's been redone, but totally old school at the same time. Hard Rock is sweet. Yep, but I'm still, you're still taking the Orange Bowl. The problem with the Dolphins is that they're happy just making the playoffs. I, no, I don't think so. I just think they haven't really found the right combination. They're not happy. Bro, they're not happy. Trust me. They want to they win big time. Oh, I used to live in Northwest 7th Street, just two blocks from the Orange Bowl as a teenager, and never missed any games. Great time in the 70s and 80s. Ocala Joe, I am with you, brother. It was uh, the best of times. We'll, uh, we'll, get, uh, we'll get our guest on now, who is waiting. By the way, don't forget, we got our $100 first bet right here at Hialeah Park. All you got to do is go to the Hialeah Park website and subscribe so you can start sports betting. And we're going to give you $100 to start it off. All right, now, if you have a Hard Rock account... No, no, no. Don't use the same email or phone number you use for that. Use a different one. Okay? Your wife, your girlfriend. Well, maybe not girlfriend. Yeah, you know. The wife you're tied to, so you can use that one, you know? Your son. Ah, son, you don't need this. You know, just use it. There you go. You know what I'm saying? So get it done and check it out. Use that QR code right there for your no regret first bet. And starting tomorrow, okay? Starting tomorrow, we're giving away an electric Mustang at the end of March. Now, the only way is you come on out here and you play our, our uh, games, our slot games, which are the loosest slots in the state of Florida. That's all documented. And the more you play, the more entries you get, and you will be able to try to win that electric Mustang at the end of the month. I definitely am going to try to win it because I would love to have an electric car in the house. Speaking of electric, there he is, Steve Calibro. How you doing, baby? Did one of your breakers go out? Um, <laughs> the, uh, I'm in the house. If I'm electric, <laughs> you're electric. You're electric. That's the, that's what you the, bring every day. Electric. Electricity. That's it. The energy. Listen, the electric car is very cool. I'm just kidding about in my breaker, but the I can tell you the the electric car is very cool and very fast. Very fast. I think they're too fast. Yeah. I think that there's something wrong. Like they literally, they get up and go too fast. Yeah, and they're quiet. And and not every and not everybody can control them. No. I don't know. You have to learn. You have to get a little bit comp. Not learn. Back when I was a kid in Hialeah, the fast cars would be going. <laughs> you know, they'd they'd mess with the carb and and get the louder mufflers and and you know and these were like 442 engines and. You know, eight cylinders and, you know, just all jacked up. But you heard them coming eight blocks away. Now, 
These cars, brother, you don't hear a damn thing. All right, now you're getting me started. I'm going off track now. You know, this is the ADHD where he knows he's taking advantage of my attention deficit here, right? So, a friend of mine just sent a picture. So, this is this is what goes into my mind when you're saying about, you know, souped-up cars and, you know, Dodge, what, the Chevy Chevelle and the... The Camaro, the, Mustang, Z, the Z28, one, two, or whatever, whatever it had, right? Whatever numbers you want to say, right? So somebody sent me a, uh, oh, it was my son, as a matter of fact. I don't know how, why Trans he. Trans Am Firebird? It, no. So I was the exact opposite as a kid. So you had the, the, the Opal? No. no. You it, was, Opal? It, it, it may you have, have been worse. It, it may. <laughs> It may you have been. <laughs> oh, you had a oh, Chevette. Chevette. Okay. Oh, the Chevette. Right, so, so I had a, my first car was a ninth. I'm, I'm a little older than the average bird here, but I, I, my first car was a 1967 Dodge van, and it was a hippie van. Shag carpet, blah, blah, blah. And I think we talked about it on the yes, show we before. Did, we did. But I have now proof that I may have been a hippie for a few years. I am 18 years old in this photograph. And I'm going to show you this photograph, and you tell me if I qualify as being looking like a hippie. A hippie. Okay. Uh, that is how I'm 18 years old. I'm outside my freshman oh, dorm. My freshman dorm. Definitely. Here's Carlos Santana <laughs> jamming at Woodstock. Steve Calibro, okay. 18 year old version. Uh, but the, the mustache still exists. Okay. The mustache still exists. I don't know if you can see it. I don't know if you can it's see a little, it. It's a little lighter. It's, it's much better. It's a. It's oh, a it's back m more? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, that's the. That is. That it, you can't buy shirts like that anymore. No, no. Yeah, you have to be the hippie era to buy yeah, that, that shirt. Oh, that's definitely. You know, yeah. I don't know where the puka beads were, but they were somewhere maybe on my dorm. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> that need dorm a room. bandana. <laughs> yeah. And, and whenever you have a chance, go watch Woodstock and go watch uh, uh, Young Santana. It's, I'm telling you. It's just, yeah, that was him. That was him. Yeah, so, that was it, Young Santana. Yeah, so, that's, so I wasn't really a speed car guy then. I was more of a hippie guy, and it was fun. You know, it was kind of cool. Shag carpeting. Come on. Yeah. It, gets, it doesn't get much better. I'm but now, now it's 2024. We have sports betting. We have a no-regret bet. We got an electric car we're giving away. I guess it is pretty cool. Yeah, right? It is pretty cool now. And listen, what else you got going on? Listen, you poker. Got a calendar. Listen to this, poker. So, March 9th. That's next Saturday. Think about this. $5,000 high hand. 5000 an hour. 5000 per hour from 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. Pretty nice. Poker room's packed right now, man. We're, we're right rocking now. right now. It's, 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 it's rocking right now. Uh, we also have the same promo two weeks later. So second and, four, and fourth, there's five Saturdays in, in March. And take the time to go downstairs, play a little, uh, a little um, slot, because that way you can get a couple entries into. Yeah. You can get your entries right. downstairs on the, on the slot floor, come upstairs and win some money in the poker. Win a high hand. You know, it's 5000 an hour, which is basically... Pull out your phone, make a bet on the Heat or Panthers that night or something, right? That's it, it. Make a bet, watch the game, right? Watch Inter-Miami, bet on Inter-Miami, right? You can do this. this. The season has started. That's right. The 5000 an hour is twelve fifty every 15 minutes. $1,250 every 15 minutes. That's pretty that's good. That's pretty strong. That's a lot. That's a, that's about as high as I've ever heard, at least in this region. That is very good. Probably in the country. It might be one of the highest in the country, so... Just it's it's all exciting. I want to digress though. I need your advice or your opinion. Your opinion. Okay. I'm trying. 
No Kisekiwa, yeah, yes, his career. Buy, buy Bitcoin, yes. <laughs> oh, I've missed that. I, I, well, you keep missing. I, I, I know, but it would be hard. Don't, you don't believe me that it's going to no, 200,000 now. No, I, I believe it's going to 100, no, but no, when it goes to 200 now. I know, but when it goes to 100, I'm going to be pissed that I didn't buy it at 20 and I only bought it at 60 or whatever. So, 60. But wait a minute. So if you buy it at 60 and it goes to 100, you're complaining? <laughs> I'll just, I'll be bummed. And then it goes to 150, you're complaining. BlackRock, let me, let, me, let me just explain something to you. You know what BlackRock is, right? They manage a, $9 trillion. It is a small little company. Small yeah, little yeah, company. Yeah, yeah. Do you know they're firing off an ETF of Bitcoin in Brazil tomorrow? Really? Wow. Do you, do you know that the Asian countries are about to fire off their own ETFs? Wow. And when is Europe going to get on board? And just, wait till the Arab I, nations start to the greed I just in. wish I would have bought it when it's like 20000 I wish. I, I have, an, I have a mental it, block. So, I have a mental block. So you can't buy it at 60 so it goes to 100 or 160 I know. So, so Wells Fargo and now Merrill Lynch are offering Bitcoin ETFs to their wealthy clients. Okay? Oh. All right? Bitcoin. Well, I'm not wealthy. I'm not wealthy, so I don't qualify. Well, but the beauty of Bitcoin <laughs> I am is, a Wells Fargo customer, but right? I don't qualify. <laughs> the beauty of Bitcoin is you don't need them. You can go buy it yourself and self-custody yourself and having instead of having these idiots hold it for you because then you really don't own it. Uh, Bitcoin today passed Meta, Facebook, as, as the ninth largest corporation in the world. Wow. Bitcoin, well, 60 what? 60 what? 62 right now. Bitcoin right now with its latest push, has now passed the Russian ruble as the 14th largest currency in the world. Unbelievable. Okay, do you want me to just keep No, I'm not disputing you. I'm just spitting facts. I'm not disputing it. It's It's just a metal block. It's going to go to a million eventually. Well, 10 years from now, maybe. Five, 10 years. Maybe five. Five, 10 years now, yeah. I don't even think 10. I really don't. The demand wow. is going to go. There, there's a finite amount. No, there's I get only it. 900 produced daily, and in 50 days, the halving happens, and then it becomes 450. Do you know how much Bitcoin? Wait, what happens in 50 days? It, 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 the halving happens every four years. Half gets cut and produced. So instead of 900 produced daily now, it goes to 450. Four years from now, it when goes does that occur? In, in, in about 50 days, okay? Late. Wow. And, and then, and then for, you know, four years from now, it goes to 225. And four years from now, it goes to one, 112. And four years from now, that's how it goes. And so the demand is only going to grow. And then thereby, there's about, I don't know, about 5 4% of Bitcoin left out there on the streets. And all these, all these institutions are buying it. All this pump is from institutions. It's yeah, because they're because they're, jump, they're jumping in. They're jumping in. Yeah. So and and, and these people and these people hold it. It will not fluctuate anymore like it used to, because it went. It had its forty and fifty and sixty percent drops because only retail owned. I Bitcoin. wish you would have explained the halving a, a year ago. I didn't know the halving. You didn't listen uh, to the show. I, I I've been talking about it for three. I years. don't remember you talking about having. I, I talk, You've talked to me about. Do I talk? Do I not talk? You about see, the he was holding back. 
He's I'm, holding back, Sean. This is what the rich people do. He's one of those rich guys. Oh, yeah. He's Not one of those yet. rich guys. He's one of those rich guys. And he, he'll tell Not us, yet. he'll tell us, you and I, guys like you and I, he'll tell us some information. But he, yeah, the right guys that, you know, working for a living, you know, he just wears that t shirt just for, that's a costume to, to hide all his wealth. I get it. Clutch. I like, get like, it. like, clutch, like my crypto portfolio. Uh, now I understand, clutch. Big O. Now I understand. Ethereum. It. I've been telling people on Ethereum. That was one I did. Did like and for it a was while. at 2000 it's at 3400 now and by the way it's going to be does at, that half and, and, and that's does ethereum have a half kind of having no no, no, they no, don't no, have no but they do have a burning mechanism that as transactions happen they burn ethereum so less ethereum so it doesn't have having process it has a burning process it has a burning it has a burning mechanism okay so it burns ethereum so less ethereum is every day but but again, there's a lot of coins. It's that's the the there's a ton in circulation. It's not like Bitcoin that there's only 19, 21 million, and really about 19 because about two million are already lost. So here's what my I'm gonna go, get off the bit Bitcoin thing for a minute because I've made a mistake and I, I can't. We can't keep you talking about not, it because I've made you a mistake. Have not made a mistake. No, I've made a mistake. I can still still buy it, but I I've and made you, the mistake. No, you have not. No, I I can right the ship a little. And buy my, in now. My friend, but I should have bought a year my, ago. My friend Jeff Welt from Welton Realm. Okay, I orange pilled his ass too. That's what that's what's called when you when you orange pill. Him, you get orange pilled. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know that. I orange pilled his ass about three months ago. I think he's up. He's got to love you. He's up sixty percent on Bitcoin. He's, he's got to love you. He's up like hundred and eighty percent on Pendle and a whole bunch of other things that he's up on. I'm just telling you, it's not. It's not. He's up oh. on Ethereum too, a bunch, and and so we're in the beginning still. Okay, I get you're not at twenty thousand because you didn't believe. But in it, it was. But twenty thousand was there forever. There was like an eight month, nine month, maybe longer period. And the entire time, I never flinched and told everybody. I buy now, know, buy but now, that, buy I, now, buy that's now. what drives me nuts. I mean, there's, there's some stock like that too. I, mean, I I bought Nvidia at 150, right? And then I was buying a, uh, I was going to buy a second or third junk, and I did not buy it because everybody told me no. The video is already, at, you know, it's like eight hundred now. Yeah, I made it run. All right. You know what I mean? Give me a you. break. I mean, give me, give me a break. There was two, two or three people just freaking out at me, saying, "Don't buy anymore. Don't but buy anymore." But if you study, you understand that Nvidia is the centerpiece for all of AI and the chips. Yeah, but there's some stuff about Nvidia that doesn't make sense to me. But it did go to eight hundred, so you know, it is what but it is. But everybody's getting their chips from them. At, at this point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, Things will change in a couple of years, well, but as Kenny Rogers says, you got to know when to hold them and when to fold them. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's and it. we're here now. This is now. This is now. <laughs> yeah, so you're so. there already. You know what I'm saying? But the difference is that Bitcoin is a commodity that is limited. But I can tell you something. In defense of Nvidia, in a bad defense, split. in a bad defense, because it would have been better with Bitcoin. It would have been way better with Nvidia. I went like big time like a big chunk of my life savings all in on Microsoft. I was like okay. a I was like this Microsoft lover. I still am a Microsoft lover because it was a little more tangible for me to sure. see. You, you know what I mean? And to understand like Yeah, this is more foresight. Yeah, this is like vision. This is the vision yeah. and and sort of picking what you think is going to happen in the future, right? Well, where we're going is actually. But now with me, I was like who is going to who's going to ever catch Microsoft? As we, that's why I went with Microsoft. I couldn't imagine no, a competitor fine. ever. 
ever really getting there anytime soon. Right. You know, and it, yeah, it went, it went 100%. I'm up, I'm up over 100%, but Bitcoin would have been probably 150 or 200%. Oh, a lot more than that, bro. No, I bought it about a year ago. You would have bought it? Oh, three, three, 200%. It would have been 300%. Uh, been, Bitcoin right now in the last year. It tripled. It would triple. In, in, in the last calendar year, it's up 170%. Yeah, so it tripled. Yeah. Yeah, so it tripled. My, my, Microsoft doubled, right? And NVIDIA was a little better than triple, but uh, as a Bitcoin type thing, you know, would have been. Uh, but I was all about Microsoft because I thought, I thought you, you know, you walk around, you, you just look at life, right? And everybody sort of needs Microsoft. It yeah. appeared that way to me. I was like, and it almost seems like it shouldn't be allowed. You, you know what I mean? Like there's the, the, the uh, like, monopoly of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember when I was growing up as a young adult, there was Excel and there was, uh, oh, Jesus. Uh, Word? No, no. There was another spreadsheet. Hello. There was another spreadsheet that we liked better. Um, Excel. And what was the other one? Come on. No, it was like in the eight, in the, right around 2000. There was one that was a better, I thought a better, easier for me than Excel. And it went out of business. Uh, my, my CFO would know. But anyhow, they don't even have, who's the other spreadsheet software now? There's nobody. That no, you, no, no. You, you can't right. think of anybody that, you know, you know that, that does it. So, and that's why Bitcoin is that. Only same, one. That, but that's why I went with Microsoft. But no. I, I'm, not, I'm not done yet. I'm not done. I'm not completely done. Oh, but what, it, what do you do? Orange pill? You can still orange there, pill. <laughs> there's, there's no asset like this in the last 10 years. There's none. It's not See, even close. But he just told us about having, Sean. I'm telling you. Oh. It's been holding back, just like all those wealthy guys do. You got you to listen more to the show. Is what you I got to gotta pay attention a little more. Yeah, I've never. I, like I podcasting, bro. He, he segments I know, but it's it. attention deficit. I can't really pay attention too much. <laughs> you know? Make you I didn't money, take bro. medication as a kid. You buy Jasmine, you'd be up 4X right now with me. If you would have bought Injective when I told you, you'd be up 2,200%. Yeah, but I don't know. I wouldn't. Honestly, I would have I would have bought Bitcoin. And still, I'm thinking about it. I wouldn't have bought those. Even if those, I tell you? Even if I tell you, I did my homework. I, I would have bought the first three or four popular cryptos. I don't know if I would have bought number six. or You're talking down the low. I, that's just not my world. I'm an old man. I'm viejo. I'm, so am I. I'm, I got you. You weren't even in high school when I was graduating so I, college. I'm still, <laughs> I'm, I'm still close to pushing 60, bro. So, you know. It's, Dude, 60, I qualify and have signed up for Medicare. Yeah. Okay, I'm 65, all right? Yeah, you're not that, you're not that much older than L I am. When I was a senior, you were in seventh grade. Yeah, okay? exactly. Okay, so think about it in perspective. It's not, it's not that old. It's not that old. <laughs> not that old. Anyhow, you that know? being said, I'm going to start turn to sports. Hey, we got sports here, too. Do we? <laughs> there's, sports, there's sports here. So, what do you think? I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's you know, my search engine or something like that, but... I am literally getting like 20 stories a day and like four or five of them are about Kansas City, the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, yeah, because they're your number one. I mean, it's insane. Like, you know, I'll go on my little, you know, in the morning reading the news and stuff like that, and it's another Kansas City story. And 
It's like the Bulls, you know, when they were winning. It's just, it's just kind of the way it is. So when the think, Yankees were winning a bunch of championships, people were constantly talking about insane. the Yankees. It's insane. It's a little bit insane. Yeah. And now what about the guy there? And then plus you have the Taylor Swift thing, yeah, which then adds even more because there's more. So there are some Taylor Swift stories in the Kansas City blend, you know. It has to be. Like she apparently didn't say something to her. her oh, the father defended her, I think, or something. Uh, uh, Kelsey's father? Kelsey's father defended the yeah. uh, Apparently, everybody likes Taylor once you get to know her. Yeah, I guess. And by the way, this this will get big old mad, right? And I've said it probably five times already. Let's just, you're orange pilling me. I'll I'll New Jersey pill you. Taylor Swift used to spend her summers at the Jersey Shore. Oh, the New Jersey Shore. I want to just make that you know clear. Taylor Swift, everybody loves her. Okay. Spent her summers at the Jersey Shore. She's skinny enough. Was she a buoy? <laughs> no, she, was, she, she was one of those markers, one of those stick markers, you yeah. know, in the, in the channel, channel markers, right? No, she, she was in a very wealthy Jersey Shore community. Shocker. Yeah, there's a shocker, right? It's really one of those suburbs. It's a Jersey Shore, but it's a suburb of Philadelphia. Like if you were to, to, to so pull. It's, so it's really a bad area, actually. No, no, no. This is where the rich, rich people from Philadelphia go. The rich people get out of Philadelphia. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, yeah, they, they don't the live rich in. Rich people don't live in Philadelphia. Yeah, they might have a building or so that they own in Philly, yeah, but they don't yeah. live in Philly. Yeah, and they, they collect li- rent from Philly. They live they in Villanova, live in- and they live in yeah. you know Bucks County, yeah. and they have they summer at the Jersey Shore. Yeah, they ain't driving Stone- anywhere near Market Street. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, <laughs> Market. They haven't seen that in ten years, twenty uh-huh. years, you know, except when they have to go to court for tax evasion. But, but the the. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, it's it's a way of life, you know, <laughs> for some of the, for, for some of the wealthy. But at any rate, yeah, she was in Stone Harbor, Stone Harbor, New Jersey, which was like a three-bedroom house, used to cost about a million there. You know, maybe you're two blocks from the ocean. Good luck now. Right. You should have bought five of them. Right. You should have bought five of them. It's it's like crazy. It's and it's like they're not pretty homes. They're just. Stone Harbor, and when Bitcoin hits a million, you should you set, can buy. You should have bought five of them at sixty. I should have bought it at twenty thousand. No, you should have bought them at sixty thousand, and and they're a million. Okay, same so, thing. It's the same concept, by the way. The same kind. That that house you bought at a million is five now, right? It's kind of the same concept. Similar concept. You still yes. have to spend a million to get five. Yes. Well, you're spending sixty thousand to get a million. Not bad, not bad. Okay, but I could have spent twenty to get a million. <laughs> your, your son will thank you. Well, your son probably has. No, he owned it really, really long time ago yeah, too, yeah, and he's figures. doing fine. He's doing very of fine. Of course, he, he is. Young people. But get he's a. Uh, he's a. Uh, you know, he's, I, I struggle with everybody my age or older. Yeah. It's like. Well. It, it's like I'm talking to them look, and I'm trying to take their money away and kill them or something. No, but like look, it's like I'm coming from some evil place or something. I'm like, yo, dude, I'm. Do what you want, bro. <laughs> or don't do what you want, right? But 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 here's the thing. I'm going to tell you something. It's not my opinion, but it's a guy that I always, for the last 10, 15 years, I followed Warren Buffett. Yeah, I he think knows, it, he, he's old. Yeah, right, he's old school. He's yeah. 93. I mean, but he's been old school for the last H- four him years. Him and Munger were Munger, completely lost Munger used it. to call Bitcoin. Now, Munger passed, but Munger was sort of the brains, a bit of the brains behind you know, they both went to Columbia University, you know, the NYU or whatever, or Columbia, I think it was. And uh, Munger used to call Bitcoin, prior to his death. Yeah, I know, I know. Rat poisoning. Rat poisoning. <laughs> Rat poisoning, right. Now, yeah. I don't know what he even meant by that, yeah, you know. Because like, him. Because he was a 90, an 80 or 90-year-old guy. No. 
because Munger and and um, Buffett Buffett are married to the banking system. Yeah, yeah. And they know Bitcoin is going to destroy the banking system because the banking system is a terror on us, and it rips us off and it kills us. And it's oh, never been possible. Sean, he hasn't told us this. And, and Another so, tidbit. I, mean, it, I hate the banking system. All the banking Why haven't you told me this you, before? You love all the banking fees? I hate them. I hate them. You but it's the first time you're telling me this. When you wire internationally, you're, it goes through three no, banks. No, I hate And they the all banks. get a piece of that. Well, then that, that's why Bitcoin is completely... And but so, this is the first time you're telling me that, that it's going to kill the banking system. I'm sorry if you're listening you to Charlie Munger. No, I think we're finding out today that... See, Can I explain? something to you why, why uh, Buffett is also a little bit overrated nowadays? Oh, yeah. He's past his time. He's past his time way Big back. time. Big time. Okay. It, besides Bitcoin, what did he used to shit on before? Uh, the you know? No. I, you have any idea what he used to shit on? Apple. Oh, yeah. He used to hate Apple, but then he made a fortune with Apple. Oh, and guess what 60% of his portfolio yeah. is now? Apple. Or technology. Some kind of technology. No, no. It's Apple. Apple. 60% really? of Berkshire is Apple. And Berkshire just became like the seventh largest, you know, right. CapEx in the, country, in the country. The old geezer has so tied to banks, just like uh, uh, Warren, uh, well, not Warren, uh, Elizabeth Warren, yes. That, oh, that crazy maniac. She's nuts. She makes 200000 260. <laughs> she's worth... Like sixty-seven million. Oh no, two hundred sixty-seven yeah, million. A, yeah. Okay. And she's a liar too. And guess, <laughs> guess who funds all of her campaigns? J.P. Morgan. All Chase, the banks. All. And the all banks. she does is, and she. And all she does is speak shit, on shit Yeah, yeah, verbally. No, she also she crypto and Bitcoin. But she also verbally will go after the bank sometimes. That's all probably a show. That's a show. That's a bullshit yeah. political show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because when she has Gary Gensler on and she's part of the whole committee, Listen. she loves these softballs. Because I watch all of this, bro. Listen, I can't invest in this without knowing what Democrats and Republicans are doing. So I have to follow all this crap to understand. And so I know what the hell I, I have to do as an investor. And so I know all the ulterior motives of all these people already as it is, because I've been looking at it for a while now. And that's my problem with some of these people. They give their opinions because it's all based on their personal interests. Yeah. And then they mislead the public. And now everybody that's in the financial world powerful the smartest people in the world what are they doing now they're gobbling up bitcoin like it's oh, now they're jumping in yeah after larry fink all he did was shit on bitcoin for years because this is how it goes first they laugh at you then they fight you and then they join you <laughs> that's how it always is okay it doesn't matter what it is Oh, the internet. That is garbage. Nobody will ever no, use the internet. Uh, go on YouTube and go find people making fun of credit cards back in the early 70s. There are videos. Oh, this plastic. This will never work. It's all the same shit that happens throughout our well, entire it's human lives. nature. Human nature. It's when human nature. When you introduce something new that is so just off the beaten path. You mean a, a plastic credit card? I'm going to be able to use this instead of my cash? Well, you so mean I'm going to I'm going to have digital gold, not real gold? You 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 mean you're going to fly? Only birds fly. <laughs> you you mean you're going to make a passenger plane? No way, I'm getting on that. I mean, you know, it, it, everything in life is the same process. 
And once they shot you, you know, um, Bell South had the cell phone. And Bell South said, forget it, cell phone ain't gonna work, we don't want that. Give it to the Germans. Well, and Motorola said, oh, oh, okay, we'll take it. Well, it's the same thing the with- The rest is history. The same thing with- Why, Do you remember everything early on was Motorola? You remember? Well, yeah, but before that, before that, so Xerox was the company that, you know, they're in the business of selling, making copies, right. paper, right? So they have this think tank, they, Xerox, the, the Xerox board puts together a think tank. Think tank. This is like when pre-Apple. This is when Steve Jobs was like, you know, maybe the company was a couple of years old. And they, they, they have this one-year think tank in California. And the think tank comes back and they, they basically, I'm going to be a shorter, short story here, but it's basically hey, come back to the board and say, it's going to be a paperless office. We're going because we're going to do emails and we have um, the 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 what do you call it? not e not internet but the Ethernet cable that was right, right. it was invented They're at this thing take that. us out of business right and so then the the board was like oh shit we can't we can't have this so they they say no we we gotta say no Steve Jobs goes and sort of steals some of the technology uh, some of the uh, what do you call it? the video stuff he stole from them because he was. Right, because it, because they weren't going to use it anyhow. Right, they can't. They, they, they were like, no, God forbid, you know. Yeah. And so, 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 so now, same thing. By, same by, thing. By the way, uh, banks, all they did was crap on Bitcoin. Now the banks, now sell they, it. Now they want Bitcoin <laughs> and they want Ethereum and they want to buy it for you and hold it for you, which is not good, by the way. But whatever. So where do you buy Bitcoin? I buy it on on, on exchanges. On and the Bitcoin on on uh, Crypto.com. You can buy it on Binance. You can buy it on, on uh, DeFi platforms. Uh, depends on what you want to do. You can buy it in many places, and then you should store it in your own wallet, your own cold storage wallet. And that's how you do it. See, Sean? Now we're getting down well, to the dirt. He knows it all already. We're getting down to the, the see he now, see? I'm getting the real facts out of him. He knows This is it what all. the wealthy guys do. They hold the facts. They only give you a few of the facts. No, we finally, <laughs> uh, some of us got in front of the wealthy, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> that's actually pretty cool. That's they, That never happens. <laughs> well, that's good. They are the foundation of the stock market. Oh, yeah, yeah. And now they will be the foundation of the crypto. Because, because then they're joining it. The crypto market is the stock market, but it's digital. And what people don't realize is, your Microsoft stock is about to get tokenized. <laughs> okay? I love Microsoft stock. That, that, that all stocks, everything will be tokenized. Hialeah Park will be on a blockchain when it's all said and done, my brother. I've seen the ATMs, the Bitcoin ATMs. Uh, <laughs> you yeah, see them? Exactly. No, but I'm saying this company will be on a blockchain because every company, that's the new internet. The blockchain is the safe internet. So every company, you're going to be either on Cardano or on Avalanche or, or wherever, you're going to end up choosing one of those companies and, 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 and you will house Hialeah Park on there instead of the internet. Why? Because your product is going to be a lot safer. So whatever you're doing, money-wise or whatever, product, image, all that will be protected more on the blockchain. It's coming. It's just it's going to take yeah. five to ten years for all of this to develop. It's but it will develop. It will happen because it's the inevitable. It's the same thing with the electric vehicle because you know we, inevitable. It, it just takes time because there's some infrastructure that has to be developed. We just and there's we some, just took a leap before it was actually. Yeah, we kind of were going a little too fast, and you know, and we, we you probably should have had a little. There needs to be a, a hybrid 
transition period, you know, and they they didn't really think it through. No, <laughs> you, know, they, you know, they didn't think it through. But uh, at any rate, I just wanted to come by here and, and talk to sports like we just did. Oh, that was Bitcoin sports. I'm sorry. The... Uh, uh, <laughs> There's really not a lot of... I wanted to ask uh, you about I just, who the, you the keep. The Heat at least are playing well now lately, and then obviously the Panthers are, man. They no, I want to talk to you about Kansas Stanley City. Cup. Are they going to repeat? Are they, are they, you think it's a three-peat or not? Is it too early to tell or not? I don't know. It's too early to tell. We'll see. But if they bring everybody back, why won't they have Well, they're chance? bringing Jones back probably, right? Yeah, I know, but the secondary is also... Uh, yeah, but got, he might get a better deal. Well, What's his name? Uh, Sneed. Uh, is Bird or Sneed? Sneed. 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 Sneed's going to probably... They're saying that... I think the Colts want to offer him like sixty-five million or something. Yeah, somebody's going to offer him a lot of money. Yeah. So that's going. Although they're very good at drafting, and they drafted all those young guys just a couple of years ago. So I think they could lose Snead. Yeah. I don't think they want to lose Snead. Right. But if you know a sixty million, seventy million dollar deal gets thrown in front of Snead's face, I can see them drafting a receiver and a corner. Yep. Yeah, and I think being pretty good at it. I yeah, think you bring Chris Jones back, that takes care of your D line. Inside, yeah. And then you say, okay, Mahomes needs another weapon because Rasheed Rice is good, and and Kelsey, of course. Let's get another receiver that we you know we can try to develop. Boom, you got that. And then you, if you do lose the corner, go get another young corner and start to develop. But now it. let's go to the flip side, and I'm only going to two parts of the flip side. You know, the Dolphins and the Bills can also do some things to add to their game. Not the Bills. The Bills have a lot of cap problems, more than the Dolphins. The Dolphins have way more flexibility than the Bills. Yeah, but they got to be able to do But the cap did go up a little. Yeah, I know. The cap got uh, up a little. But, but remember, they have Josh Allen's contract already kicking in. Miami does not have Tua's contract. And Tua's contract really won't kick in for two more years. Oh, so they got a better situation, yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. But that's but they're going to be trying to. It, it's uh, those it, are the two roadblocks that Kansas City's. I mean, I'm not Baltimore saying Baltimore has the same problem. Lamar Jackson's number kicks in, and it's crazy, and so they're going to have problems too keeping everybody. Once your com, once your quarterback's contract kicks in, it just really just changes the game. Yeah, but I mean, that, Kansas that's, City's that's been able to manage it. Well, well, he had a he had a friendly contract. He still has a friendly contract that he signed. What was it like four years ago? Yeah, it like, it's like forty-five million or 50. no, sixty million hits the cap, huh? Sixty million. Of, well, yeah. Now with the side, no, that's years later. Yeah, yeah. What three, I'm it's four is, years later. Sixty million hit the cap. He's worth a lot more, no, based I, on everything else. You know what I'm saying? Like he's had another stratosphere. He could ask for even more if he wanted to. Yeah, you know? but he he yeah. figured he got his fifty million yeah, and a year. And by the way, that cap number is not the salary number that they're paying. No, the cap number is right. what they're managing, though. But I, I think, well, even if you add Baltimore to it, I think those three teams are going to do something about it. You know, and so Kansas City's got to get through them. I'm not worried about Baltimore. I never worry about Baltimore because the quarterback can't play. He, he doesn't end up passing, uh, getting the, getting to do what he needs to do. Uh, well, in that's the my point. So what I'm saying is, Kansas, I don't think Kansas City's going to three-peat. Because there's three teams that are going to be setting up to try to knock them down. Whether one is more successful than the other, obviously, the, either the Dolphins. Look, the Bills could have beat Kansas City. With, their, with the current team they have right now. Yeah, but they're about to lose people now, too. So, yeah, they're, they're, they're older and they're losing people. I don't think it's the Bills. I really don't. I think Miami has a better chance than well, the Bills. Well, all the media is saying Miami, but I, th- I still think it's the in this order. I think it's the Bills are, are going to cause Kansas City trouble. I think the Dolphins are going to potentially cause trouble, the second second team to cause them trouble, and then maybe Baltimore. Listen to this. 58-6 is his cap hit. 60.8 the following year in 25. 
63.2, and then 59.4. That's his next four years. 60.8. That, that already happened, though. No, no. Oh, it's 24. 24. 24. Then next year in 25, 61. 60.8, 60. right? And then the following year in 26 is 63.2. And then in 27, it goes down to 59.4. So yeah. it, it just becomes a and and the cap will go and up the cap's going up every year every yeah. year. So it won't be it's manageable for them the way they have it structured. I thought because they, were, they got him early, dude. Dude, his cap hits. Well, his first year was five point three, then seven point four, then thirty five point seven. Last year was thirty seven point one. That's why you can afford everybody. Because they gave him the signing bonus, and now the signing bonus is kicking in because they they backloaded it. Yeah. So, but the the cap went up thirty million. We have now they have the advantage of the cap going up. Yeah, and so and then the cap uh, went up an extra twelve that, that people projected from. The Lamar Hunt fan, the Hunt family's pretty smart. Right. They're exactly. Pretty smart. That's what I'm saying. So they can work it out that way, where they've already been winning championships with their quarterback inside the cap already as it is. So, you know, and, and it's it's a little sexier to recruit players. When you got Patrick Mahomes. When you have Mahomes, and you've won Chris two Jones. And you've won three out of the last five. Right, and Kelsey. You have, like, these end of that secondary and all that. No, you and, forget and you the players. Reed and you have Reed. Forget the players. You have a great coach that everybody likes, right. and you've won three championships in five years. Right. So, so. That, that tells you, like, yeah, maybe I'll take 500000 less or – or overall in this deal, this way I'll, I'll take, get a Super Bowl I'll ring. Take Twenty instead of twenty-five, but I'll, I'll have a chance at a Super Bowl because I'm playing with Pat Mahomes. Yeah, what the heck? I already ha I'm already I'm already worth fifty million, and I'm going to make a twenty or twenty-three million dollar contract. Doesn't matter, you know. Right, right. Let me just let, let me, me win the Super Bowl exactly at that point. But and, and that's where I think I, they've crossed. Now, now Baltimore hasn't figured that out. Buffalo hasn't figured that out. Miami hasn't figured that. Many other teams haven't figured that out. How to create that balance? They have, and I'll, they've done a marvelous job. Remember. When they got their asses kicked in one of those Super Bowls they lost, they went back and drafted an entire a whole line offensive line and yeah. fixed that. And then they needed a secondary. Well, they're good drafters too. They're good. They're very good drafters. And, that's, and that saves you money because you have the first four years. Exactly. So and then they needed a secondary, and they went and drafted an entire secondary. So now they may need a corner. They may need a. They need receiver. receivers. They need receivers. They're yeah. definitely going to get a receiver, but they're also going to need a corner if they lose this guy. So then all of a sudden, those are the two most important outside of quarterback and pass rusher and left tackle. Shut down corners and number one wide receivers are needed in the NFL because that's what it is. Cool. So you're so good at drafting, go try to do it again. And if you do it, you get them cheap again for four more years. The only thing I will say. As that maybe, and this is, I'm going to end it with this because it's, this is like almost a Miami Dolphin Homer statement. I really genuinely believe that at the midway point, Kansas City was extremely vulnerable. Yeah, they were. Extremely vulnerable. They didn't play I well. think, you know, things but click. They get bored. I know, but they get I get bored when I, you win so much. I think there's still, there's still a little vulnerability in that team. I believe they're not, like, it's not a slam dunk for a three peat. I think that the Dolphins, never been the done, Bills, bro. Never been done. I, that's true too. And but you know, there's people saying that's you know they'll be at the game, they'll be at the championship. Don't worry, they'll be at the Super Bowl. But but I don't I don't see that. I think that there's a chance that the Dolphins, the Bills, or the or Buffalo, uh, Baltimore I will be in the Cincinnati. way. Um, well, Cincinnati. they figured out T. Higgins re recently. Yeah, it's, it's, Cincinnati's another possibility. Well, Cincinnati has Kansas City's number. Yeah, and they got the quarterback and they got the receivers. Now he has to stay healthy. Okay, you know, because let's be fair now. If you're going to say, if you used to say it about Tua, 
You got to say just, it about. Let me just say it about Joe Burrow all the damn time. If he stays healthy. Well, he's another one that gets hurt. He gets hurt all well, the time. But he's a baller. He's he's, he's a, a baller. yeah he's the real deal. He's, he's the real, real deal. Yeah, I'd add him to the four, but I think I think Kansas City's vulnerable. One of those four teams knocks him off this year. I think that I'm I'm making the early prediction. I like Miami. I'm I'm a homer on that sense. If they make the right moves, I think Miami can do it. I think definitely Cincinnati can do it. I think Buffalo's going the other way, and I don't believe in Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. I never will. Lamar, the, 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 so I never will. That's the South Florida hometown kid. I call it like I see it. I don't really give a shit about that. You know me. I don't care about that. I call it like I see it. A Pompano it. kid. He's, I, 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 look, I hope he wins it one day because he's a terrific young man. He definitely fell he's, apart this year. He's I mean, the easiest guy to root for in the world. Yeah, really, no. Because he's a good dude. He works hard. He wants to win. Everything I like about Lamar. I just, I'm sorry. I don't see a real No, passer. but a year, a year ago we were saying this about Lamar, and it was true. What a dodo for not having an agent. Yeah. And, and it worked out okay for him, although I think he lost money. He still lost money. Money in the whole overall scheme of things, but but he did pretty well. Yeah, he, he did yeah. pretty well for himself. Yeah, yeah he no did all right. It, him, and still, his, him and his mom. I still him and his would, mom. His mom I helping still him would negotiate. Have an agent. Yeah, I mean, they can only take up to 3%, so what? what is the, the loss? You know, like, In this world, we have a problem with saying, I don't know. Yeah, and there, there's a real problem with that. My wife gets pissed at me all the damn time. No, that she's happens. Me, she'll ask me about this, and I'll go, I don't know about this. You're asking me about paint. You're asking me about cooking. You're oh, he's trying to get out of paint. In the, that he's, I could give you the example right there. I could no, tell. No, he's trying to get out of paint about, in the room. No, no, this woman's asking about how mixing a paint. Like, she can do it. I can't. Okay? You go to the store. The guy does it. He mixes it up. She can do it herself. I can't do it. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Fixing a carburetor. The woman will fix it. I can't. Okay? But she'll, See, ask, me, she'll ask me about all kinds of things. I have no problem saying... I don't know about this. So basically, and in this world, we don't. We have a problem. We have to then have a comment about something and have an opinion when it's baseless. Well, I'm gonna end it's it even. I'm, now I'm gonna have a new ending to the show here today. So basically, your your time spent in New Jersey had a profound effect on you. Because in New Jersey, we got a guy for everything. You got a carburetor guy. You got a paint mixer guy, right? So you, you didn't even know how much New Jersey, that time spending in Passaic, affected your your, your I'm the guy future that needs life. That. I'm the guy. That you needs got that a guy for everything, yeah. and everybody in Jersey has a guy. Yeah. Well, he has, I am absolutely. He has, you have a woman for everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I have the all woman right here. Everything. I mean, and, I, it's like. No, I'm, I'm going with the Jersey guy. I'm thing. the guy that needs the person to fix everything because I don't know how to fix anything. That's exactly whatsoever. what everybody in Jersey says. I got a guy. Don't worry. You need tile. I got a. I got a tile guy. Yeah. You, you got a plumber. I got a plumbing guy. Right. You know. I mean, that's what. That's me. Profound. That's this me. is. This is like a whole. We're doing a study on on Big O today. I got a casino guy. <laughs> exactly. On that note, <laughs> all right, big all right, brother. <laughs> Take care. I appreciate you. <laughs> Take Thank care, you. man. Have Steve Calibro, baby. Make sure you uh, come on down starting tomorrow, so you can try to win your uh, your uh, Mustang, your electric Mustang. Okay, well, they're giving it away at the end of the month. The more you play, the slots, the loosest slots in the state of Florida, you get entries and entries and entries. There you go. All righty, all righty, all righty. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, do it. Let's uh, have we done our three A graphic sports calendar? Let's do that. 
Uh, let's talk about Alan Blanco and the great people at 3A Graphics, 786-618-1443. Custom printing and embroidery, folks. Calendars, magnets, hats, shirts, whatever it is you need for your business, uniforms, call Alan Blanco, 786-618-1443. Tonight, Miami and Denver. Nuggets are favored by four and a half. The over and under is 213 and a half. By the way, no hero, no love, no Jay Rich. On the ice at Amaranth Bank Arena, 7 o'clock face-off, Montreal visits the Panthers. Panthers favored by a goal and a half, minus 345 on that one. Over and under is six. All right. Uh, NSU beat University of Tampa last night, 103-69. to The Sharks have won 11 in a row, 8-2 and two on the road, 17-2 and two in the conference. Sis. Uh, Sizerick, I think it is. Sizerick Riker had 20 points, 10 rebounds, and two blocks. I hope I pronounced it right. MJ Araldi added 10 points. Saturday, they take on St. Leo at 4 o'clock. And every time I hear the word St. Leo University, I think of my best friend Bill Preston, who went to St. Leo's uh, back in the uh, mid-'80s. All right, uh, Saturday, 4.30, Chase Stadium, Inter-Miami taking on Orlando City. Money line, Inner Miami is minus 145, Orlando City plus 330. That is your 3A graphics sports calendar. Right. Uh, let's see what else do we have going on in the world of sports. Uh, what did Chris Greer tell the media yesterday? He said nothing. And he said something. And that's the interesting part, but it all depends on how the media wants to spin things. Whoa, they're leaving the door open for Xavier Howard. What did you expect Chris Greer to say? Screw Xavier Howard. It's one of my first draft picks, but what the hell? Well, I don't want him back anymore. No, he's going to say the cordial, respectful thing that he has said about everybody. Hey, we, we love him. He's been a great player for us. He's earned the right to test free agency. We'll talk, this, that. Oh, they're leaving the door open, but we know it is a low-hanging fruit door, correct? And then the 201, the guy that hates Tua or doesn't believe in Tua and his writing will make it say, well, they're really going to try to negotiate a deal with Tua and this and that. And so you, you hear all these things, right? Oh, we're giving Teron Armstead time to process and all that, of course. Rob Hunt, the same thing. We're going to talk to his representatives. We'd love to have him back, yada, 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 all that kind of stuff. So, basically, Chris Greer sat there for about 20 minutes and gave you nothing on really what's going on. You can spin it however you want, positive or negative. Depends on the writer. Depends on the talking head. Depends on whoever you're watching or listening or reading. Correct? But he did tell you something. Because I'll turn to my friend here, the great Sean Stanley. Sean, about everybody, he said, well, you know, talk to the representatives. They've earned the right for free agency, this and that. But when it came to Tua, I think, I believe, he was the only player that they said, we're going to work on a contract, hopefully get it done before the draft or before free agency or whatever, right? They put urgency on that contract. Did they put urgency on any other contract? 
Connor Williams? Rob Hunt? No. Andrew Van Ginkle. Oh. Something or nothing. That's really what you had to listen to. Because everyone else was treated with the neutral response. Chris Greer, a master at leaving the response that you cannot look into it as a negative or a positive. It's just neutral. But the response for the Tua contract was not neutral. It was effusive. It was, we believe in him now more than ever, Mike McDaniel. It was, yes, we're going to talk as representatives. Everything has gone well. We like where their representatives are at and where we're at, and we're going to talk to him, and hopefully we'll get a contract done. And he even mentions it, you know, before, like a, adding like a date. You know, now it's not easy, of course, because contract quarterback contracts are really difficult to, to negotiate. Something or nothing. And yesterday, you got mostly nothing. But if you're smart, you picked on the something. And that's what he gave you yesterday. Because the quarterback is the no-brainer. That's the guy that's not easy to replace. We certainly haven't had a guy that leads the league in passing here since the last guy, which was when I was really young. And I miss him. I miss you, Dan. I'm talking about that Dan. And by the way, take me back to the Orange Bowl and put me in the Orange Bowl watching Dan and the boys instead of at Hard Rock Stadium watching anything that's gone on the last 25 years. Why? I don't care. I'll, I'll deal with the blocky blocky and I'll deal with the uh, traffic and I'll deal with the mystery liquid falling on me from the second floor. I'll deal with all of that. Just give me that Dolphins team. I'm good with that. I'll take it. I'll take the Marx Brothers and everything. Let's go. Let's rock. Facilities. Give me a break. Kiss my ass with that. So you got your answer yesterday at the Combine from Chris Greer. You got the, the only answer he really answered. You don't know about anything else. Will they try to negotiate for Rob Hunt? Of course they will. And Connor Williams and Andrew Van Ginkle and Liam Eikenberg and they're going to want to lock a bunch of these guys up. Of course. But they're not, going to make an, they're not going to make it absolute. He's not going to sit there like he did with Tua. And he made it absolute. Mike McDaniel made it absolute. In fact, it's the only player where the discussions with the media were absolute. Tua Tunga Vailoa. Nothing else was absolute. Not even Teron Armstead was absolute. Even though I think there's 14 million reasons why he's coming back. But yesterday, that's, what, that's the message that was sent by Chris Greer. If you read it any other way, you have an agenda. And you are just sensationalizing things, and you just need clicks, and you just need to get people to watch you, to read you, to watch, listen to you, whatever it is that you do in this business. Okay? You got your absolute. It was with one player. There was no absolute with anybody else. Don't forget, folks, Cutter's Edge Pro, a proud sponsor of our program. We love William Quigley and the great people at Cutter's Edge Pro. Mike, 
telling you, man, Gilbert, great people. Gilbert's a big Iron Maiden fan. Love talking metal with him. Uh, but when we talk about full landscape design, they can do it all, create it for you, and it changes everything. It changes your corporation. It changes your home. It increases the value right away. And maintenance is also, they're, they're big into maintenance. You know, there's a lot of people out there. You've got some landscaping. Maybe it looks all right. It doesn't look as good as it did initially. Call Cutter's Edge Pro. Maybe they can touch it up for you, make it up. Uh, not maybe, I know they can touch it up and make it look good because there's nobody better. And then on top of all of that, you can hire them to maintain it so it can look fantastic every day. So when your customers pull up to your business, they look at that impression right from the get-go and they say, hey, these people take every single detail seriously. And that's what it's all about. And you do too at home. Cutters Edge Pro, make sure you reach out to them, 954-472-0622. That's 954 954- 472-0622 for cuttersedgepro.com. All right, all right, all right. And I love the artificial turf. If you have dogs, nothing better than that artificial turf. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else do you have? Let's be honest. If KC sucked, no one would care about the stadium or going there to see a game. Exactly. Exactly. You're right. But that's part of it is the atmosphere that they've created. Uh, let's see. When you're winning Super Bowls all the time, no one will think about how the overall facility is. That's right. Jay says, Orlando looks frozen to me. Really? Anyway, uh, let's see. What else do we have? Uh, McCarthy is 20 years old. Mike? Paul? I would rather have a huge slide that goes into a giant case of Super Bowl trophies. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, so if the Dolphins extend two of this offseason, does the new contract start? In two years, it'll kick in. Now, why, why do you guys think that I keep telling you that next year will be a little bit – like I told you this year there wasn't going to be any cap issues – no matter what anybody wrote or talked about, and I was a thousand percent right, everything is super manageable next year. This year, next year, it'll be a little harder, but doable. You'll be able to get by. It's three years from now, and why do I tell you that? Because that's when the big salaries for Tua, for Waddle, for Holland, all that will kick in. It becomes much more difficult. So your window, your really nice window, is the next two years. And then after that, it gets much harder, much harder. You have to be exceptional at drafting every single year. And they've been pretty good at drafting. So that's good. Okay. Uh, let's see. Big O, your, your screen is frozen. Uh, if we don't trust, uh, if we don't toughen up overall and win cold weather games, we will never win a Super Bowl. That's right. But um, what's it called? Um, you got you to get home field advantage, too. You know what I'm saying? That's also the key for the Miami Dolphins, is get some home field advantage. That would set you up in a big-time way. Hey, uh, I went to the Hard Rock app just to kind of see the futures. And Super Bowl odds, guess who's number one? San Francisco. That's right. Plus 500. Kansas City. 
is number two at plus 650. The Dolphins to win the Super Bowl, plus 2,000. Now, conference winner, Baltimore plus 450. And it's interesting because they're a hard uh, regular season team to prepare for. Buffalo 525 plus 525. Cincinnati plus 650. Miami to win the conference plus 1100. MVP, Pat Mahomes plus 500. Josh Allen plus 700. Joe Burrow plus 850. I would never bet that because I don't know if he can finish a season. Two is all the way down to plus 2250. I actually like those odds of Tua winning the MVP plus 250, plus 2250. You put 100, you win 2,250? Yeah, I, I kind of like that. You know why? If they get the running game that I want, if, if they can get a Derrick Henry and really commit to the run and get that third option, that tight end, I just think sky's the limit for this offense. And Tua can put up the numbers and the stats and the games and the wins and win an MVP. I'm not telling you that he wins the Super Bowl because, of course, he can win the Super Bowl if he plays like that too. But in the regular season, I think Tua can definitely win the MVP. He's been in the race the last two years. And if the coach can get better on game day, his team can get better on game day. Because the coach is the one that's whole. It's, it's interesting. Mike McDaniel has elevated the team, and he's also setting them back. Because he's not a complete coach yet, unfortunately. He hasn't completely matured. He has a lot of growing up to do. But if somehow or another he can figure this shit out, okay, the Super Bowl odds, it's a little tougher in the conference odds, but an MVP in this offense with the possibility of those stats... I actually think it's a value bet to put money on Tua to win the MVP. How do you like them apples? I know it sounds crazy for, for a lot of people out there, but I think he can be clutch and win it for me. Just saying. So Tua MVP at plus 2250. I kind of like my chances, ladies and gentlemen. I kind of like my chances. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, you know what? Before I go with sports again, because there is one funny story I want to get into. This is, some of you sports fans out there, I, I, I mean, what, what is wrong with you? Uh, let's go with birthdays first, and we'll get a little music history, and then uh, I got a funny kind of silly sports story for some of you out there. Uh, let's go with birthdays today. Jason Aldean, country singer, 47. Luka Doncic is 25. Oh, that was yesterday? Did I? It says the two. Is it? Wait a minute. Oh, I did. Nice job by you. Uh, no, no, no. I will, uh, I will do it again. Hold on a second. Let me find it. In 68, let's go with music history now, all right? Let's go music history on February 29th, which is, you know, that extra day. Uh, in 68, the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's won album of the year, best cover, best engineer, and recorded album at the Grammys. In 84, Foster the People singer and multi-instrumentalist Mark Foster was born in San Jose, California. 
In 2000, Elton John stormed out of an opening of his new Broadway musical, Ada, after 15 minutes complaining that his songs had been ruined. The Tonys dis uh, disagreed since the play won the best musical score that year. The cast recording also won Grammy for the best musical show album. <laughs> diva. That is Elton John. He is a diva, even if he's male. In 2012, Monkees member Davy Jones passed away at the age of 66 after suffering a heart attack at his home in Florida. And that, my friends, is what happened today in music history. Now let's go with birthdays, right? My bad. Let's see here. What do we have? Okay. All right, here we go. Now we're ready. Uh, born on the 29th, Ja Rule is 47. Tyrese Halliburton is 23. Motivational speaker Tony Robbins is 63. Uh, let's see. Mark Foster. We just talked about him from, from um, Foster the People. He's 39 years old. There you go. Dinah Shore, for you older folks, born in 1916 on this date. Passed away in 94. Uh, let's see. Who else? I guess the list got a little weak here down the stretch. The 29th happens, what, once every four years? Yes. So do you celebrate, like, so today, like Ja Rule's 44, he celebrates 41, 42, 43, and 44 today? No, he probably celebrates it on the 1st. Did uh, it? Okay. Or the following the month. Or the following month, okay. March 1st, probably. Mm. Dennis Farina. Love Dennis Farina as an actor. Born in 44 in this day. We lost him in 2013. Rest in peace. Thank you for all the entertainment, Mr. Farina. Uh, Cam Ward, hockey player, 39. Eric Kendricks, football player, 31. Those are the folks celebrating birthdays today. Yeah, it kind of sucks when, you, uh, when you're born on the 29th, yeah. Yeah, kind of sucks. Yeah, you're like, Mom, couldn't you, like, keep your legs crossed for, you know, a few more hours and wait? That way I can be born, like, on a, on a day that I can celebrate every day, every year, I mean. You know, that would be nice. But what are you going to do, right? Nothing is perfect in life. So, a couple stories that I uh, want to get into. One, fans are rea reacting to Tom Brady accepting Giselle Bunchen's romance with jiu-jitsu instructor, right? So, apparently, Brady has reportedly accepted the fact that his wife, Giselle, has begun a new relationship with her jiu-jitsu instructor, uh, Hakeem Valenti. And according to page six, unidentified sources have stated that Brady accepted that Bunchen and Valente began a romance a few years ago. According to sources, Brady believes that Bunchen, her relationship with Valente began years ago, despite her claim that it only started dating in June of 2023. Valente, who's a jiu-jitsu instructor, met Brady's family when he started teaching the sport to Bunchen's kids. The source also tells page six, Brady has moved on from his marriage and wants to be in a good mindset where he and Bunchen can amicably 
co-parent their children. Tom has been dating and is all growing from his relationship with Giselle and moving to a place where they can co-parent. Now, fans on X, here's where this gets ridiculous. Some guy, Grate, what the F? This can't be happening. My goat led us to six Super Bowls while his wife was getting ran through. You don't deserve this, my king. Okay, this is the guy that also, like, got another woman impregnated and, like, was hauling ass. Like, you know, let's... Nobody's perfect, and don't start throwing spears at the woman or at the man because you're not behind closed doors. You have no idea what goes on. Okay? And Tom clearly picked football over his family. It's clear. When he went back to Tampa for that third season, you know, no wonder he chose football over her, another one put. Bro accepted he was being cheated on and still put up 4,700 yards, 25 touchdowns, and nine interceptions, and with a struggling roster. Bro is a different breed. This is the opposite energy. We're all going to make it, bro. Uh, You can be Tom Brady. She's still going to cheat. You all are silly, bro. Some of you just need to get a life, man. Seriously, just need to get a life. Yes, sir. Did you see what he did yesterday? His video. What? He ran the forty again. Oh yeah, I know. And he beat he his beat old... his whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty years later, he beat yeah. his time. Barely beat it, but hey. he did beat it. Tenth of a second. Yeah, I know. But he was slower than molasses. Now he's slightly faster than molasses. Yeah. Hey. So you know, it's it's like... better with age. He's a refined wine. It's like saying you averaged a D and. You just got to see minus. You know, it's okay. Yeah, That's how I did it. My parents were proud as hell of me. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I strive for C's myself, but I was purposely tr- striving for C's. Uh, I didn't want to, I wasn't really, I only got A's in music, in PE, newspaper, photography. Only thing I got A's in. That's it, dude. And it's funny how, look at how my life developed. Interesting that those were my interests, and that's the only thing I gave a shit about. Yeah, the photography, media. It was just media. You know, I just was interested in media. Plus, it was a way of me getting an extra lunch because all I had to do was grab a camera and, hey, I'm going out to take pictures. All right, go ahead and be back. All right, yeah, we'll be back at the end of class. And there I am at Sarusi's having some fun. So um, Craig Carton is an interesting character. You know, I love this business because I've learned something about this business. I refuse to do it, but I've learned that if you want to be sensationalistic and talk a lot of bullshit and throw stuff, people love that. And then they keep following it. And if you want to keep lying to people and put out stories that aren't true or they have no substance, people will continue to follow. I mean, we had uh, an entire network lie about uh, uh, an election and... You still have morons that continue watching the, uh, a network that continually lies to you. You know what I mean? So I, I've, I've realized this, that in sports or anything else, it pays to be completely irresponsible and irrational and maybe even, what the hell, a couple of uh, arrests, maybe go to court, whatever. All of that improves your stature. If you're actually a good person and you're actually trying to do it the right way, and just be honest and stuff like that, it really doesn't pay off. 
It pays off more to have some kind of shtick. Evil, bad, wrong, whatever it is. It's just much better because the public is just stupid enough to accept it and support it, actually. So Craig Carton, uh, Schefter and Craig Carton are into a disagreement. Because Craig Carton on his show said the actual reason the Eagles' demise was a problem that would splinter any group of men. It's a real significant problem that can't be fixed. But then Carton stopped short of revealing any specifics on the alleged situation, which again shows that you really know nothing, right? Because you're just throwing stuff out there and then nothing, right? So Carton also mentioned that the team was trying to fix it and was interested in seeing whether a high-profile player would still be with the team next season. Schefter then questioned Carton's motives when discussing the Eagles report downplaying his comments in theory. And by the way, I mentioned somebody at the organization yesterday and said, what is this? Schefter said during his 97.5 fanatic appearance with John Kincaid referring to Carton's remarks. The text back, the quote was, none of that shit shit ever happened. And that's what qualifies as a report. You can just say whatever you want, and it gets clicks, and people care about it. Look, I think people are looking for a reason that their season went south, and I just think they got blown out at home by the Niners. The season unraveled. They never got it back together. It was injuries. It was chemistry. It was confidence. It was momentum. It was all those things. And I'll trust Schefter on this one because he actually knows people. Craig Carden is a guy that who I don't with his track record, why would I trust him? But again, our society rewards this. You know what I'm saying? That's what you guys reward. You reward all this irresponsible crap that goes on constantly. And we have to always talk about it too. It's Mike Tannenbaum. He has no insight whatsoever he barely even knows what he's talking about and they put him on espn because he's going to say wacky and stupid shit and that's what you have on espn people that are arguing and saying wacky and stupid shit just to get under your crawl most of them either don't believe what they're saying or they're just actually stupid and believe what they're saying i.e mike tannenbaum and you reward it because there's Chris Greer yesterday, and there's a moron. Now, I did, uh, I did listen to the press conference. He referenced Mike Tannenbaum to kind of clear his way out of it. But to me, it's a stupid question. And giving Mike Tannenbaum any, any kind of attention is the worst thing that you can do. But this is what we do. Because you can't come up with your own kind of conversations, stuff that is of substance. Let me invent something that makes no sense whatsoever. Trading Waddle. There's no talk about that. Nothing whatsoever. Just some unemployed former GM throwing crap to stick to the window. This is what we, re- we, we reward this kind of garbage on radio, on television, on podcasts, constantly. And just ask yourself, does this person ever really break any stories? Why am I listening to this person? And if you're just listening because they piss you off, wow, dude, get a life, man. What you got, Sean? NFL on Fox teamed up with Colin 
Cowherd. Uh, 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 talk about no, I throwing this would go right in. This yeah. would go right in with it. Talk about irresponsible Top crap. 12 NFL QBs, according to Colin. Oh, God, I don't even want to hear this. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even want to give this guy a time of day, bro. All right. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. You brought it up. Patrick Mahomes, okay. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Matthew Stafford, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Jared Goff, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, C.J. Stroud, Dak Prescott. Yeah, just uh, plain stupidity as always. So, what can I tell you? You say reward. Yeah. 23,000 likes, 2,000, over 3,000 comments. Yep. Yep. Shit that never makes sense because that guy rarely ever knows what the hell he's talking about. But... A lot of people watch. A lot of people watch. So good for him, man. Good for him because for an absolute lazy host that is clueless a lot of times, he's making a killing. God bless him, bro. That's all right. I'll go my way and I'll stay with the I, – I, I'm going to stay the way I am. It ain't going to get me rich. It's not going to get me on national television or radio. But that's fine. I don't need it. So, it's all good in the hood. Uh, the Killer Bees with Jason Taylor. Zach Thomas, that's not the Killer Bees. It's Baumhauer and Bo Camper and Blackwoods. Those were the Killer Bees, by the way. Uh, I feel bad for all the people having their birthdays on leap years. Yeah, it's, it's kind of screwed up. Big O, shout out to my little brother, Nick. He turns 28 years old today. Nice. Very nice. Nice. No A in the history or no, I did not get any history. It's funny because I got better with economics and history after I left school. It's been the last 10, 12, 15 years of actually, you know, taking the time to read and stuff like that. Back in school. I Rosendo, I, I just wanted to party, bro. Yeah. I never took school serious. Never. Never. I just I wasn't a delinquent and I wasn't um um what's it called like in fights or anything like that. I just wanted to have fun. That's it. Skip, go to the beach, um, you know, um go out to, to parties, meet girls, concerts. Uh that's what I was doing. You know what I mean? Just fun. Just wanted to have fun. Uh and that's kind of I, I did not take school serious at all. At all. It was kind of a vacation for me, and it was a, a way that I, okay, how can I do the least amount of work possible today to get by? Okay? And that's kind of like what I did. I just did enough work to get me the C. You know what I mean? If I wanted to get an A or a B, I easily could have gotten one, but I didn't want to get one because I didn't want to put in the work. I never did, unless it was music or P.E., or something like yearbook or, or photography, because those are things that I actually enjoyed. I didn't enjoy anything else. I hated everything else. Actually, I enjoyed English. I, I, didn't, I didn't bother. I, I think I would get like a B on average in English, maybe sometimes a C. I actually didn't mind English. But outside of that, yeah, I was just wasn't a fan of school. I hated school. You know what I mean? But I loved highly a high. While I hated the act of school, I loved Hialeah High. What a blast that school was. 
That was a party amongst a party amongst a party at Hylia. At least all I can speak of is the early 80s into the into 85. Okay? That's all I can speak of when I went to Hylia High. It was a party school. Okay? We had rock parties at different houses with bands and pools. We had parties at, at, uh, at the beach all the time. It was like, it was, it was, there was a lot of camaraderie in that school. You know, a lot of cliques, but a lot of camaraderie in those cliques. And it was a lot of fun, I got to say. It was almost like a, a college atmosphere in the sense of the party atmosphere of Hialeah and how there were a lot of get-togethers. You know what I'm saying? It was a party being at a football game at Hialeah. And it wasn't that we were that great or anything in football because we were not, but it was just a great atmosphere. So that's one thing that I am so blessed that because of divorce and everything, I ended up going to Hialeah because I really would have ended up in Gables. Um, that's probably where I, where I would have gone. Uh, but, um, man, I am so grateful that I uh, ended up in Hialeah because that place was just an absolute blast. I'm sorry if I'm frozen. I can't do anything about it. You guys can keep posting it and all that, but it's your internet or our internet or something. If you can hear it, that's good. If not, you can catch up with the audio. Huh? You can hear it, right? Okay. Well, then it is what it is. Maybe it's a funky connection today. Uh, we uh, we uh, thank Matt Verderam as always. We uh, thank Steve Calibro. Uh, we thank Mr. Brunetti, as always, and the Brunetti family, making it nice and easy and very supportive of our program, and we appreciate it. Everybody here in the poker room, as always, they make it nice and easy for us, and please come enjoy this amazing poker room with all kinds of tables, captain's chairs. They can bring you food and drinks while you're enjoying your gambling. You can watch all the games, Inter-Miami, the Dolphins, the Marlins, the Panthers, the Canes, Heat, whoever's playing. You can, you can catch it on the tube. You can bet on any races around the country which is great. You can pull out your, your uh, Hialeah Sports app and make a bet. Remember, use that QR code that we have for Hialeah Park, and you can uh, get in there. Use a different email or a different phone number than the Hard Rock account if you have a Hard Rock account, so that way you can get the free $100 no-regret first bet. Okay, And they have the loosest slots in the state of Florida. That is documented by the state. Starting tomorrow, you can get your entries in to win an electric Mustang. They will give it away at the end of the month. All throughout March, come to Hialeah Park and play. The loosest slots you might win, and you might win a Mustang. You never know. So on behalf of Sean Stanley, the man, the myth, the legend that masters his entire platform every single day, and, of course, my amazing wife, who has carried me for three weeks and takes me to every damn event that we have. And that's why these things are a little later. But we thank her, because without her, I would be absolutely lost. We will see you all tomorrow morning. Hey, we have a morning show tomorrow at 10 a.m. Same time, same place, same bat channel.